0: Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Uh, today we have a special guest, uh, Aaron Caius Thank you, man. I, I, I thank you. <laughs> I needed that uh, at Plan Nine, and I want to say uh, thank you for having me back. Uh, I just interviewed the Chrises. Okay. Uh, I'm saying maybe a month and a half, two months ago. Yeah. The uh, let me see if I get the names right. Uh, Master Alchemist? No, 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 no. Uh, Head Alchemist? Head Alchemist. Okay, right. uh, that's uh, Chris. Riley. You got it. Okay. And then there's uh, Chris. Now, um, you have to help me with his last name. Stone. Stone, okay. Stone. Chris Stone. Okay, Chris Stone. He is the executive shredder. You got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, good memory. Uh, well, you know, yeah. except for his last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Aside from that, we're good. Um, so, Aaron, um, what is it, I mean, how did this all start? What, how did Plan 9 come into existence? I, I mean, I, you, on the last show, someone said something about a, uh, a campy uh, space show. Uh, From the late 60s, 70s, is that about right?
1: So, uh, yeah, first of all, thank you for for coming back and uh, having me and and for chatting uh, today. Um, So... Plan 9. It comes from Plan 9 from Outer Space, okay. and that is a 1950s horror sci-fi B movie, uh, voted by Cannes Film Festival and uh, a number of others as the worst movie ever made. Gee. And okay. and I, I've been a sucker for B movies, horror sci-fi since I was a little kid. Okay. Uh, it was released in 1959. These are fun facts. We'll, we could talk more about it, but. Uh, it was made in 1958, released 1959, uh, considered the, a flop back then in the 50s, um, and is a cult following, gathered uh, in the 80s, and uh, I, I know about that movie, not just because I watched horror sci-fi B-movies, but uh, I was a big punk rock uh, kid in the 80s, and uh, really into the Misfits, Black Flag, Bad Brains, all that kind of... Ramones? You know, yeah, Ramones, of okay. course, and... Uh, and the list, can. we could talk music, we could talk food, we could talk beer, we could talk whatever. But uh, We could talk about whatever. This, yeah, this, is, that, this and, is your and, time, buddy. And, and and so Plan 9 was the Misfits record label. And I was wondering, what the heck's Plan 9? It sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. So I went down to the public library, rented uh, Plan 9 from Outer Space, and watched it with my buddies. And as a teenager, it blew my mind. How stupid, how bad, how... Uh, the, it was the best, worst movie I ever have seen. I've seen it probably you know several hundred times now. And uh, it, it's worth seeing over a couple of beers and having some friends and, and you might, it's, I think it's free on YouTube or you can get it anywhere nowadays, okay. but, uh, you know, we, uh, there, there's a lot more history to it that I'm not sure if it was previously talked about. For example, uh, uh, in our, in our men's room on the wall, our wallpaper is the script. Uh, it's a copy of plan from outer space. Uh The connection we have here, if you look up over on the wall right there, that is Gregory Walcott. He came here, signed, autographed. It's a scene from the movie. Now, again, this is not, he's not a big-time movie star, but he was then, back then. His son lives in Escondido. Okay. So, we got to talking during construction. This is probably 2011, 12, something like that. And, you know, he walks by randomly, and there's a banner in the window. It says, Plan 9 coming soon. And... He stops me and says, "Hey, um, does this have anything to do with that movie?" Like, you bet it does. Like, that's where I lifted the name from. That's that's not a common household term. Plan nine. Like, yeah, yeah. So he said, uh, "Matter of fact, my dad was in that movie. He was Jeff, and he's the lead guy in that movie." Um, and then we're talking about the picture here. Yeah, yeah. The picture on the wall there, right inside. And there's there's a couple other spots where you might see him over there by the hot sauces. There's another. Uh, I'm familiar with that actor
0: from somewhere. I don't know, I don't know the movie, this one, but I, I've definitely seen the actor
1: so, before. So Gregory Walcott, if you do like an IMDb search, you'll find he's like in almost 100 movies or so. He's done a lot of stuff. And he was a lead role in that movie in 1958 or 59. He was on Bonanza. He was in a bunch of Westerns in the 60s and 70s. He was a working actor. And uh, great guy, got to meet him, He was he's older, he's since passed away. He was here in 2014 and signed autographs and, and that kind of thing. And not a whole lot of people knew him except for me, like that to me is a, a celebrity, right? Because he's one of my best worst movies that I dig and he's the main guy. So his son, you know, who lives here, he's older than me actually. He's a part of the Children's Museum board and, you know, school boards here and he's a great guy. And he said, hey, how about my dad comes here? We, do a fundraiser for the uh, the children's museum we did it okay. it was great and it's it, we, that was he had just uh came off a of comic-con his dad and yeah. spoke at comic-con about b movies okay and and the weird following and have that on your resume is kind of embarrassing and but yet it <laughs> developed later into an actual cult following and the misfits always used it as their record label name which was funny and i was a huge misfits fan still him and that's kind of why i named it that Okay. Um, I didn't take myself too seriously. Right, Dad right. jokes, corny horror sci-fi, like that's that's that exemplifies me. And and if you think about this, you're starting a business. You're starting a a, a brewery, a restaurant. Um, you know what we do here. How hard is it to name that? It's like naming a child. Yeah, yeah. You know, you think yeah. about like, <clears throat> you know. It's, it's difficult. It's going to live on. It's going to live with you. And, and you're going to, you know, you got employees are going to answer the phone and say, hey, Plan 9, this is so Yeah, gonna, you yeah know. for sure. So it was a lot to think about. That came together for me and uh, was a long time. But it, it, it all boiled down to that, you know.
0: What, what were some of your backup names? Did you have a couple of... Oh,
1: gosh. <laughs> plan Bs? Uh, no, Plan Bs. <laughs> Uh, to be honest, I, I didn't have any. That was just popped really to your head. Like, you know, I had friends at the time. We, we launched a, a, a crowdfund campaign okay. years ago when we got started. We raised yeah. a, a bunch of money and it was, uh, I just got to be honest, it was really humbling when we did that because we had people you know, uh, giving us money that we didn't even know who they were. It was very humbling. So here's a hundred bucks online. You know, go chase your dream, kid. You know, like it was kind of really? like that. It was like, wow. There was other local businesses too that were helping us get started. They gave us two hundred fifty bucks, five hundred bucks. Like, really? That was very humbling. But well, at, that, at that point, we just were. I was settled on that was the name. That's what we're doing. Yeah. You know. So just
0: let's go over the name though. You said, how I mean, did, were you laying in bed, and one morning yeah. you were kind of ruminating uh, about what the name's going to be, and came up because that's how I came up with Grub Okay. You know, I had I had started a page on Instagram called Schwin enthusiast Okay. Because I was a I always collect old Schwinn bikes. And um, and, I, and of course, I name everything I do. You know, I have a thing called Cruiserverse. I have FJ forty Land Cruisers. Uh, I have uh, mid fifties pickup trucks. Uh, mm-hmm. So I there. I have one called Project Wheels. Um, you know, I just think of name combinations. And uh, after after when I tried uh, Food Enthusiast, it, I just it was too on the nose. It just it was too. I didn't, so I kept trying and trying and then uh grub you know I was thinking what are the alternative names and grub and blah, blah, blah. I had a lot of grub variations. So but it only came to be when I was laying in bed, you know, after the the long night of tossing and turning and tossing and turning uh that I just was like grubs a lot. Mm no. <laughs> <clears throat> grub uh grub friend. Mm. And then Grubthusiast was like, oh, all right. So I passed it around a couple of people. And I was like, what do you think? And they, oh, no, no, I don't like that thing at all. I was like, that's probably the one then. So I, right. I kept it. But uh, so, I mean, was it, when you were laying in bed that one morning, you were like, uh, uh, plan nine. No? Or did you just,
1: it so just hit you? A, a, a couple of friends helped me put together a, a really good video for fundraising. And at that point, you know, the crowdsourcing thing. I had sat down and had, you know, some pizza and some beer and, and we're just talking and said, so, you know, he asked me, so what, what did you settle on a name? And, uh, at that, during that day, it had really hit me that plan nine from outer space, but that didn't make any sense. And I would researched some background on it. Um, not just the movie itself, but the name itself. Yeah. So, uh, who, where's it belong? You know, it, okay. it went, went public domain, yeah. uh, that's a movie. Yeah. 1988. And, uh, so, uh, it was not in your face. It wasn't on the nose, as you would say, yeah, yeah. it was a bit more subtle and required a little bit of explanation, which I was totally good with. And yeah. we still get that question all yeah, the time. Yeah. What, what does plan nine mean? Yeah. where did that come from? I, I am, I'm super stoked when people come in and they know exactly what that's right. From. Right. You know, there's a poster on the wall They're, They'll get into it and they go, oh yeah, I know it from the Misfits. Or I know it from my dad used to watch B movies and movies till dawn. And I saw it there. So. That, there's a certain crowd, a genre of people out there that get this. Right. Um, and then there's the people that are like, need to be a little bit educated and think it's sure. funny. And you go, hey, go watch Planet of Apes. take home some beer and go watch it with some friends. Yeah. Or if you're here long enough, we'll play it eventually okay. too. Okay. Because uh, B movies are constantly playing here and, and, uh, it had developed, but at that point with my friends that were directing the short little video clip to do fundraising. Yeah. I was settled on the name. I said, it's got the right syllables, it's got the right name, it's got the right level of explanation, but it you're not lost in yeah. it's not a yeah. it's not a Spanish word, it's not like another alien word that we would go, oh, what's that? or it's not from another country and yeah. you know, it's not so, well, you know, that, you said, I made it more obvious. Yeah.
0: You said it's not an uh, alien word, but Plan 9 deals it with is, aliens. Actually, so it anyway. actually is, yeah. But, you know, I'm sitting here right, and, I, I'm, and I'm watching this, uh, this. I'm looking at this, this picture and I, I recognize the actor, right? And I, yeah, and I, and yeah. I started thinking to myself, well, look, I, I, there's movies that I, I watch all the time. And uh, at some point, apparently, uh, and this is a guess, uh, Gregory, I didn't know his name before, Gregory Walcott yeah. is in a lot of movies that I watch. Yeah. Like some of my favorites. Yeah. Um, he actually must have been a, a friend of Clint Eastwood. Yes. Because uh, he's in, I think he's in, for sure he's in Any Which Way, no, Every Which Way But Loose. Yep. the One of my favorites. With, uh, the, East, uh, with the
1: orangutan. Yeah, yeah.
0: <clears throat> and I think he's in some other Clint Eastwood movies, such as like some of his westerns.
1: He and, did a lot of westerns, actually.
0: <clears throat> the spaghetti style, yeah, I imagine. Yeah, spaghetti westerns, yep. And I also think he was in one of my favorites, which is Gauntlet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's one of I think he was in that one, yep. too. I'm not sure. Yep. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, no, so I'm sitting here. As you said it, the face, I knew it immediately because the guy is so memorable from those movies. Uh, he actually gets beat up in every, in, uh, every which way. Uh, no, wait. Every which way. Every which way. The second movie. Every, any which way any you can. Any which way you can. Yeah. Right. He got beat up uh, by Clint Eastwood in the yes. movie. And, uh, yeah, so no, So it's just funny um, that you this guy is here or what is in your place <clears throat> because... <laughs> <laughs> to me, he's so memorable from those movies. Yeah. Not, from, I never saw Plan Nine. I just, ha- I never got back that far. But uh, yeah, no, that's cool though. So early cool.
1: on, when when he came here, um, you know, he was well in his late eighties, and uh, I, I met him, and he, and he was absolutely blown away that, that we named uh, this place after the worst movie he was in. Okay, and uh, you know, he said he was embarrassing to have on a resume, and yeah, and, and yeah. etc. And and really, mm-hmm. he said uh, my agent told me in, the, in 1958, don't yeah. don't take this. It's Ed Wood. Yeah. It's going to be a flop. Ed, oh wow, and, Ed and, Wood. And really, it's yeah. Ed Wood. Okay, it's Ed Wood. Yeah, I watched the movie yeah, too. So on Ed if you Wood see years ago. the Burton movie with Ed Wood. Yeah, he, he's actually plays a, an extra in it in that, uh, fun, in that movie. Yeah, he's okay. in that movie. <laughs> so, so uh, he said, my agent said, don't take it. It's Ed Wood. It's going to be a flop. <laughs> and and he goes, he goes, you know, I, this is my only shot at being a lead role. Because on these stuff, and if you look at his movies, he's like kind of a secondary role, yeah. like a villain, or you know, he's got talking lines. But this movie, he's truly the lead guy.
0: Well, you know, I think the, I think maybe it's along the lines of you know, imagine saying that same thing to Steve McQueen yeah, for the Blob, yeah, yeah, okay. But look at Steve McQueen, right. you know, and then look at unfortunately, Mister uh, Mister, what was it, Walcott, Walcott, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But you know, what's, what, what is funny though, because as you were talking, I said I'm going to look this up. I'm going I'm to what the IMDb, yeah, and un- unfortunately for Mister Walcott, it is the first thing on his yeah, uh, yeah. on his list yeah, yeah. of yeah. movies. So,
1: yeah 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 it's, uh, it's, <laughs> okay, it's, it's, it's not to be known for, but his son comes here, and, and yeah and uh, and that's, a, that's you know, a cool thing. And that's a stage name, to be honest. If you find out uh, his real name, yeah. it's actually a cool, strong name that we would say now. His real name is Bernard Maddox. That is a, a great name. That's a great name. You changed it to, you chose that? Yeah, yeah. So back oh. in the 50s yeah. in Hollywood, yeah. to get a job, you got to be Gregory something or what. Well,
0: and so it's was a fake name. Maybe you know, there so. was another one. Yeah. It's you know, maybe, <laughs> you know, they already, we, we already cornered that yeah, market. Yeah. Sorry. We yeah, can't. yeah. What was it again? Bernard, Bernard- Maddox.
1: Maddox, yeah, yeah. Wow,
0: so. that sounds made up. Yeah, that sounds made up. <laughs> but that's his
1: real given name. So, uh, but he was a great guy. You know, he got to have a beer here and... and uh was blown away that, that we named it that and, uh, and it's, like I said his son's a regular yeah. customer he lives in town here so um, and, and too bad he's not around yeah. anymore yeah because you could
0: have had a signing no, absolutely. you know
1: brought some we, we did that day and it was great and yeah. raised a bunch of money for the local that's ch- cool children's music that's cool that's and, cool uh, and so but his son comes here regularly and we always tell stories I always ask him yeah. tell me stories give me stories yeah. about your dad and give me you know and, uh, and it's cool it's, his son looks like he's famous but he's not he, just, he looks like an does, actor does he, he have like that look him. yeah he looks yeah. like him yeah
0: well, he, the guy wasn't yeah. ugly.
1: Yeah, no, no, he's a good-looking dude. And, and and for the fifties, you kind of had to play that role and be that guy, and and that was your shot at. He, he had to be the, and, uh, the Gregory
0: Peck. Yeah, movie. that's
1: why he named him. Yeah, or named himself that. And, uh, but that that was another connection. That in the, so in the men's room, the the wallpaper on the wall is a copy of his dad's script. Cool. It's kind of marked up, and and to me that's nostalgic. Not everybody yeah. really appreciates that. Yeah. Uh, I do. Well, yeah, you know. yeah.
0: I mean, it's, I'm coming from yeah. LA. Yeah. I, 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 when I was a kid, I lived in Culver City. Yeah. Okay. Which was not far from uh, MGM Studios. Right. Right. And uh, so we got there all the time. I mean, we were there for uh, recordings, like TV show recordings. Um, you know, like, I'm, okay, for example, uh, you ever heard that? In my, oh, okay, this is apropos. Uh, My Favorite Martian? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, that yeah. was uh, Bill Bixby. Yeah. And it was uh, Ray, Walston Ray Walston with the, the two mains. Yeah. And it was about uh, an alien who comes to, you know, this alien subjects, by the way, it's, <laughs> it's coming around a lot yeah, lately. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but um, so he comes to the uh, United States and he meets Bill Bixby and he needs to stay in, you know, uh, incognito. So what he does is he um, becomes the, uh, Bill Bixby's uncle or whatever. Yeah, and so right. he tries to exist so anyways um, I, I remember as a kid I, I used to work at all the local stores in town like Silo there used to be a Silo mm-hmm. which was like Circuit City uh, and there was another called Adres <clears throat> And they sold, you know, fax machines and printers. Oh, and you're kidding yourself. Yeah, yeah, well, you know yeah
1: I'm old too. Yeah, I get that.
0: The people that yeah, listen yeah. to this show already know.
1: They know, <laughs> <It's> so, <right.
0: laughs> so, uh, anyways, but I, I one year, uh, there was a guy came in and I didn't really recognize it, but it was an older Ray Walston, and he was doing a show called Picket Fences, and uh, he was recording right at MGM and uh he invited myself and my then you know fiance uh over to the show we were there all like for oh, wow. a couple of months just sitting in and watching the shows but uh, i mean uh being so close to it oh that that's part of us oh, man wow. it's part of yeah. you know la the yeah. hollywood scene we're always looking for hey who oh who is that who is that yeah, yeah is that yeah. bart from the <laughs> shivi <Sheevy> show vegas <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh that yeah. who is that yeah so uh yeah no yeah, so that's that, uh, so even now, when I'm in sa- here, I always like we're in sa- in Valley Center, and uh, I heard through the post office that Sandra Bullock lived in Palma, wow. and uh, Bill Murray at some point yeah. lived there. Yeah, and then you, I was watching that documentary with uh, Delorean, the Framing oh, Delorean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know the Delorean yeah. owned an estate there. Yep. Uh, and then you, John Wayne. He had a big spot, not oh, far I didn't from know yeah. That. Okay. And then, uh, so here's the weird part: I was told through the, through the museum at the library there in Valley Center that uh, that the Wright brothers were in California at some point, mm-hmm. and the Valley Center was where they were. No way. Okay. In the, from the library, <laughs> I don't know if it's fact. I mean, this is what I was told, and um, I uh, was told that okay, I have a I have a airplane hangar on my property, and it's not a, not a big hangar. It's just a small one, uh, but there it's a hangar and it apparently got moved from the end of my road which is a long strip of grass and apparently where i am used to be an airstrip
1: oh wow okay
0: and so they moved that barn from wherever it was to where it is now on my property but uh yeah so you know it, it's weird you know you see people like like this this guy you know he was in town his son lives here right you know you always meet people who are one generation over or a, a father mother it's local right here i see him all the time it's kind of funny so um
1: I realize, yeah, in this area, it hasn't always been the way it is right now. And so, um, you know, I, I dug into when when during construction with this building, I dug into a history of it because it's not known. Like is this it right here? This is it right here. Okay, so. loose r- hardware. Okay. Uh, turn of the century-ish.
0: L-E-U hardware. Yes. 1910. So this is where you used to be. I mean, this is where you are now.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's that's sort of looking at the ceiling is the same. Uh, it's that old plaster. And uh, if you look up, it's yeah. it's, we painted it since then. Uh, yeah. This is new drywall th- on the wall. But yeah. It was plaster walls and concrete. Um, and that's the storefront of it, what it looked like. Yeah. Uh, we don't know exactly what year. But right. the, the the History Center here in, in Escondido by the library uh, graciously donated these photos there really wasn't a lot of history on this building in particular yeah there was a lot of uh history on the building next door to us which was a corner it was like a mercantile yeah. right, right turn of the century it was like a general store that kind of thing so this building was added later uh a realtor friend told me this goes back to 1890 or so wow. something like that it doesn't show its age my point sure. being I mean, is everything that, yeah everything changes and it hasn't always been the way it looks now yeah yeah. so this is a very very old building don't well, show the age
0: let me ask you this question how does it feel to be um part of the uh, fabric of its new uh iteration i mean you you were i mean essentially you've been here what nine years you say yeah nine years nine years you were here during a downtime you started this during a, a kind of a downtime for Escondido Because when I came to Escondido uh in the uh let's see thirteen years ago, it was kind of you know the shops were empty mm-hmm. it was it wasn't sketched in my imagination, but it was uh, a little quiet you know. How does yeah. it feel to be uh, in the new? Because right now I feel like uh, Escondido is going through a, some sort of renaissance. Uh, they took away the uh, old hospital at the end of the road here, mm-hmm. which has changed the aesthetic. Because when I remember coming up from uh, from Center City, and I drive north, the first thing you see is that behemoth yeah. at the end of the at the end of the road, and it wasn't an attractive place. It was just a you know government building, but or a uh, hospital rather. So how does I mean? Do you feel the energy surging here? I mean, do you feel any part of that or?
1: Yeah, so to to we started 2012 construction mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. It was a gutted building, okay. and at that point, I mean, I, I've lived here longer than that. I, I've been here since 2003 or four or so. It's been yeah. a while. Okay, so almost 20 years. And okay. we, um, but we. The funny thing is, we came in. I want to say 2008 or 10. We came into this building. It was uh, theatrics. It was an old kind of playhouse theater. And it was weird. It in was here? creepy In this building, yeah. And it was a long, narrow building, which that's kind of what it is, 140 feet long by 26 wide. Um, those letters that hang on the cold box that say EAT yeah, were the original uh, hanging letters on the front of the building that said theatrics. So people that have been in Escondido will know that building. I don't know if they can attest to how good the theater here was. <laughs> Apparently yeah. it was not that great, but... My wife and I came in here one, one day to just see what is this place called Theatrix or Theater X. I, we didn't know how to even say it. It was creepy. There was a guy that greeted us, and it was kind of like one of those, um, you know, uh, yes, master, kind of no. guys that greeted us. I'm like, dude, this is kind of creepy. I, yeah. I kind of like it, but it kind of makes me feel uncomfortable too. So, uh, you know, and, and uh, you know, we took the things out. That, that's what the letters are. But back then there wasn't, like you said, there. it wasn't sketchy but there wasn't hardly a whole there wasn't really a whole lot of play like Felipe's was here yeah. which is great piece has been yeah. here since the 60s or 70s there's a couple of kind of places but for the most part it was kind of empty sleepy downtown kind of yeah. not have any real direction or any yeah. purpose yeah when you look at cohesive plans like in a city and and i've tried to help with this as much as i uh, you know i offer Uh, is, is come up with a cohesive plan that would attract people, locals, tourists, whatever that could hang out here. And it would look like, I bet I can park there and go find somewhere to eat or kind of window shop or whatever it is. Go get a haircut. I mean, yeah, there is an uptick on that, but it's been slow. Sure. Yeah. No, I was a big turning point when I'll put it to you this way. Um, as far as breweries in the County, I'll shift and, and speak to that for a second. And how it relates to us uh, being part of some newness, a little bit of renewal downtown. Um, We were brewery number 74 in San Diego County. Right. So now, today, there's about 160 breweries. So there's been that much growth as far as the brewing industry is concerned. Okay. Uh, Incredible growth. A little too much at once. So um, it feels great to be like we were a turning point. A lot of people go, oh, yeah, I remember you guys opened, and that was, you know— uh, a long time ago now we've seen every year we've kind of seen like two places close, another two places open right. and, and that's kind of been almost a net zero there hasn't been a ton of places in the last year, probably since the covid stuff and that's a whole other story sure uh is there's more people interested in coming downtown, yeah, the city's trying to make some sort of in, in more incentives. We were part of that that we got you know incentivized to to, to come in here and improve the yep. building and and you know it's it's an old building needed help, needed some. You know, long-term improvements. Yeah, and uh, we really, we really gave it a go. I mean, we worked on a shoestring budget and made it work. And a lot of the stuff we owned, I got contractors on both sides of the family, um, and and a lot of it was DIY. A lot of it was stuff we already had or knew how to do or found on auctions or eBay and Craigslist and you know sure. restaurant auctions. You know how got goes. And yeah, so um, you know we started the the startup really shouldn't have we should have add probably three times as much to when we started and, and it was, it was risky to do that for yeah. sure. I wouldn't, I would never do that again. Um, it was doing construction full time for a year. Yeah. Uh, we, it was not a restaurant before. Like I said, it was a theater. Um, and it sat empty for about two years. Um, and the owners of the building were kind of building it out to do software and that kind of stuff through a mutual friend of ours. They said, Hey, you want to, you want to start something in the front end because the front end, they said, well, it's got to be retail, it can't be office space. The front yeah. end, kind of where the restrooms are now, in sure. the middle of the building. They said, hey, you can have that front end for free, you know, coffee shop, bookstore, something like that. I said, ah, you know, that's cool, but if you want people to come, let's do beer. Yeah. And at that time, I w- I had been homebrewing for years, and and was and you know when recessions happen, uh, usually the first thing it goes is the beer budget. Uh, so I said you know what?
0: people turn to vodka yeah people
1: turn to vodka <laughs> this last one they really did <laughs> they really did right, really <laughs> but that was one of the first things to go so uh, I had friends at home brewed and, and got into it and, and go man that's all you gotta do is uh, if you can cook you can make beer I mean just like cooking you gotta know a few things it's not just blind you can't just throw stuff together and hope it works but you do know, need to know a couple of things it is yeah. art it is science There are some things you it's, gotta know but it's not complicated Some of the best beers out there are very simple. Yeah. Um, Some of the best foods out there are very simple. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You just find the right combinations. You find things that work. Yeah. Um, And I know there's things that are very complex when it comes to food, flavors, combo, et cetera.
0: I'm I'm constantly looking and learning something new every day. Um, I go to garage sales on the weekends. And I have a library now of cookbooks that will... (laughs) Oh. It takes up a room, yeah. okay, <laughs> and I, and I, and sometimes I get buried in it. I'll just be sitting in amidst them, you know, in the in my little patio thing, and I'll just be sitting there with the stacks, you know. And uh, you just, you'd be you'd be surprised at uh, the combinations that people could dream up. You know, fruit and meats and cheeses and, you know, it's like, whoa, you know, it's almost like a, a charcuterie platter in a sandwich. Yeah. You know, melted <laughs> up with, you know, covered in butter. Yeah. You know, either way, it, it it's just amazing. Like, uh, I saw one today that has, uh, I mean, I love burrata. Right. Anything with burrata. Okay. And, um God, the combination of like uh, heirloom tomatoes and burrata and olive oil and mm. little balsamic. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, so anyways, Yeah. That's, I'm that's your love language. I'm fascinated, yeah, man. I mean, when I came in here and I had uh, the beers and the hot sauce and the okay. the food, I was like, oh, see, this is you get the people who get it. You know, yeah, yeah. they get it. So uh, no, but the, I, the the thing about it is when I came to San Escondi- when I lived, I, when I first came to San Diego about '97, I lived in La Costa uh, only because uh, the then fiance uh, was like, well, this is where I'm I'm going to die right <laughs> right this is where i want to live yeah, yeah, yeah. And i want to i want to retire here i'm like yeah okay great you know <laughs> everybody does right. uh and then uh, we got reality came we bought a house in oceanside and then you know at the time oceanside was pretty sketch yeah you know yeah. you don't want to go near the beach yeah. really and so um coming but when i come to escondido i came for a, for work uh for about six months couldn't take it anymore um escondido was like you know it was like kind of one of those not not gritty I, didn't, I didn't, never felt unsafe in Escondido. I just never felt like I wanted to go there. Yeah. You know, there was nothing that I, ooh, yeah. I want to go. Right. So I remember coming one year, about 2003 or four for, uh, uh, what was it called, Cruising Grand. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't really have old cars at the time. I had one. one. Uh, but I, I, for me, it was like Escondido really needed me to, I mean, if you, if you wanted me to come to Escondido, I needed a reason. Uh, mm-hmm. And more and more, part of that Renaissance thing that I was discussing was, I have reasons now. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Dell's Barber. Um, you know, it's yeah. one of my, my, my favorite barbershop. Um, Plan 9. I used, but I'm telling you right now, I, I discussed it with the boys earlier, uh, that you guys had this steak that was from years ago, a couple yep. chefs. Yep. It was the uh, flat iron steak with the uh, rosemary, no, sorry, lavender and coffee rub. And, you know, it, to me at the time, I was like, okay, I'm a foodie. <clears throat> and uh, I, I felt food starved. I just I couldn't find anything that made any sense 13 years ago or, or even more 16 17 years ago. But when you guys had that stake, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, you know, I have a, I have a I have somebody who's trying. New stuff because coffee and lavender sounded ups- insane to me. Uh, I'd be like, "Is it what the, the flower? No, no coffee? <laughs> uh, no, right, there, right. no. Well, how does that make any sense?" But I had it and I was like, "Oh." This is amazing. And I came in here a lot for it. And, um, and it was very hard to find things around town that made any sense to me, like major market. I love major market. Uh, and is it the best market? Hmm. But you know what it is? They have, for, for Escondido, yeah, they have more than enough gourmet things than you need. I wish we had a Whole Foods, mm-hmm. yep. a whole paycheck. Yep. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I, but you know it's or a Bristol Farms would be awesome. Yeah. But you know, and major market is great in a pinch, and coupled with Trader Joe's,
2: mm-hmm.
0: they're pretty good. Um, and then now with the Grand Comedy and uh, and uh, with the, the well the pizza, mm, you know what I <laughs> I have that pizza for me when I get baked. It is the only thing I want to eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I go into a comedy store, a couple yeah. beers and that pizza. It's just Ooh, satisfying. Yeah. It. yeah. Uh, is it, but you said to me is it the best pizza I've ever had? Mm, you know. Uh, pizza's tough. Yeah. Pizza's a tough food. You know, you got you have to like you said, all those combinations. You got to nail it. Yeah. And you got to have the right crisp, you got to have the right cheese, you got to have mm. So, uh but plan 9 uh was the like uh, here at the beginning and um it's nice to see the evolution of it and you and continue being a part of this. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. My question next is, you know, what, how does the, the, uh, cruising grand affect you? I, I imagine it drives a lot of faces and people in here. Um, is it good for business or how does it?
1: So, mm. uh, Cruising Grand uh, is a great event. Uh, for those listening that don't know what that is, that's that's an old classic car show they do every Friday night from about April, beginning in April, to about the end of September. Okay, yeah. And it's every year, and they bring out all the old classic cars. They yeah. park them on the street, and classic it's kind cars. of a cruise. Some of the some of they do cruises. They do low-rider cruises. They do hot rod cruises, muscle cars, where they actually Model T's, go right around? in front of our place on okay. Grand. Okay, They awesome. just cruise back and forth on Grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, typically, the last night, they used to do a nitro night where they close the street, they bring out the the nitro cars and they just rev them and flames go. Up. Okay. It, it's like kind of, you know, it's, it's fun. It's loud. It's crazy. There's no drag strips. There's no racing, but, yeah. but it brings about five, 6,000 people to our little street here. Okay. And it's really, as far as our business goes, it is amazing. It brings lots of people here that don't normally come here. Yeah. What I call the local tourists, the guy from Temecula, the family from Fallbrook yeah. or San Diego. And it generally brings people from other states that are here for the summer. They know there's a car show. Go check it out. It's a great family event. Yeah, brings a lot of business here. Awesome. Um, And and that's quite frankly what any downtown events are great because it brings people to downtown. And I want to say that it's not just about our business in particular. I don't want to have blinders on to know that it's not just me or my business. It is the street and it's the survival of our uh, downtown, like you said, renaissance is a good word because there is an uptick, there is a resurgence, there is an interest in people hanging out down here. Again I like an Ocean, or (laughs) I like an Escondido too Uh, it's it's like Oceanside, it's very similar yeah. It's kind of like Escon- Oceanside's kind of like Escondido by the sea. Yeah. It's very similar in tandem in a lot of ways, similar population, similar demographic. Granted the, the beach, you can't beat it. That That's, no. that's the best thing and well, for me. But uh, as far as cruising grand goes, we don't have a whole lot of things that are going to bring people in. They do a street fair. They do a grand festival a couple times a year. Um, there's a farmer's market that's now on the next block that used to be right in front of us. and Was that good or bad?
0: Uh, it was <clears> Having it <throat> right here.
1: It was good because it brought people here afterwards yeah. when the farmer's market was over. And, yeah. you know, it's kind of the same growers. They go around and they sell... You know, fruits, veggies, and some of them are food vendors. So that doesn't necessarily help us. Right, if somebody's right. eating, you know, street tacos, it doesn't help us. To, or if they're
0: serving vegan dishes down yeah, there. It doesn't always <laughs> Thank help you. us. Thank
1: but you. if it's something <laughs> cool and unique, I mean, that's honestly the ethic that I, I sought was, was to do our own thing. When it came to not just beer, but food too, was I don't want to copy anybody. I want to make our own Absolutely. way. Absolutely. Like the Herb de Provence, lavender, coffee, crust steak, that was a unique thing. That was a trial and error thing. Yeah. We found some combos that worked. Um, How
0: did that, that do, really? Because I brought it up before. How did it actually <laughs> do? Was, um, it, was it a seller or was it just me?
1: No, no. It was a really good seller. Okay. Um, and, and, but it trickled off when, um, you know, steak or, or beef prices yeah. in one night doubled. Okay. a um, uh, price per pound. Sure. I'm You know, we'd have to... to we're giving away money if we keep it at yeah. this price. So for us to jack up the prices and make it a twenty five dollar dish didn't mm-hmm. make yeah. sense for here. Yeah. That's not our demographic, that's not escondido. There and the typical customer's gonna, you know, be here for eight to ten bucks, twelve bucks and maybe a beer, and that's that's casual. That's what yeah. this is. And for you to go to a steakhouse and spend twenty five, thirty bucks, that's okay. <coughs> that's not okay here, the perception of a brewery restaurant, you know. Vibe and it doesn't make sense. So
0: maybe a different cut of beef.
1: Maybe we started with yeah. a skirt steak, inside skirt was flat iron. We had tried. Those are all the priciest cuts. ones. Yeah, and they were pricey. Yeah, and outside skirt. At that skirt. time, nobody was really doing yeah. skirt. Yeah. Uh, and then it, 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 the trend caught up to us.
0: How about chunks of ribeye?
1: We yeah. have done specials with okay. chunks of ribeye. Yeah. Um, we've done special all kinds of specials. We brought in skirt steak to do like um, beef and noodles, kind of Asian yeah. dishes as specials. Yeah. But to regularly do it, to have something that's a fresh, great cut, and then to not go through it as quick, it's yeah, hard, yeah, because we end up having to cook it for family meals. I mean, we don't waste stuff. we don't like throwing away food. So
0: I, I, w- I would, I would actually beg you one time just to make okay. it again. Okay, put it on the
1: menu for a special. Yeah.
0: Let me come in.
1: I will call you and then bring it in just, just for you. I'm no, no.
0: I'm gonna, I'm <laughs> gonna <laughs> announce to the listeners here that it's gonna be on the menu on this day.
1: So okay. speaking, of, speaking okay. of
0: which, speaking of which, your pressure's on now. Right. Well, speaking of which, I'm just saying, like, you because know, So here, here, oddly enough, uh, I went to a place out in I can't think of the name right now, but it was out in uh, El Cajon. Okay, and uh, they when I went that day, just coincidentally, because I was in there, I was over there to get some uh, vacuum bags from a special. I don't remember what it was, <laughs> but I was over at El Cajon. And I'm driving around. I'm asking, where do I go? Where do I go? They go, oh, this place over here is really great. I show up to the place right out in front. It's got a smoker, and I, I'm seeing these tomahawk steaks on the on the grill there, and they looked amazing. They they were just you know, you know tomahawks sure. that big bone and yeah. thick cut, so i uh, went inside but unbeknownst to me it was a special they had that day and i went in there and i had it and it was just it was everything you want man. oh really it was everything okay. you want because the guy uh had it and not only did he pan sear it or grill sear it it was pink throughout maybe he reverse seared it i don't know what the deal was but then he um he set it in the smoker after to get a little of that smoke action <sighs> Wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. It was okay. extremely buttery. It was unique and delicious. So I went around after the, I mean, I did the show, and I went around telling everybody, oh, you got to go to El Cajon to get this steak thing. And I right. didn't know it was a special. Coming to find out, they only had it for like two days.
1: Oh, okay. It I'm really like, was oh, a God. chef special. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So,
0: uh, so, but to have this thing, if you need a cough, I have a cough button. Let's no, push I'm, it right I'm here.
1: good. Yeah. <laughs> I, <would> try, <laughs> I do it all the time
0: like that. So anyways... Um, yeah, I, I went to this place. So I, I would. I hate to tell somebody, "Oh, this is the jam." But I will say it like this: um, to me, that thing was so unique and not anything in the surrounding five miles, more, hmm. ten miles. 20 miles it was just it was i eat a lot of beef because i'm a, I, i'm i'm you know overweight and i like to be in shape i'm trying <laughs> to eat things that are clean so i eat less carbs more beef mm-hmm. that would be a, something that would attract me and plus it was like a finger food because it was small cuts right. and they Well, no sorry check that i think you 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 cooked it and then you you cut it on the bias in strips and then it was able to dip it into the chimichurri that came with it oh, oh. It was so good. Yeah, yeah, it was just awesome. And so to have that, uh, to have that, you know, like on the menu, maybe with some pommes frites, some French fries, crispy French fries. Ooh, yeah. So, anyways, so
1: I would we l- did it as I, I'm not sure what at what version you had. I had of, both of it. Okay, so we did it as steak and fries. I, I did. I had the we version garlic fries and chimchuri, and we and uh, and that was a herb herb de Provence and lavender coffee crust. Okay,
0: yes, that's what it was. Yes.
1: so there's lavender, but yes. herb de Provence. Yeah, uh, and then la- with lavender.
0: Well, this uh, is what I found. Coffee ground when you did the sk- the whole steak and then cut it on the bias. Yeah, yeah. It it you were able to cre- get that pink in the middle. Yeah. When you cut them small and cook them, it's hard to make them pink in the middle. Right, and that pink is what gives you that that the variance in flavor because right. you get that sear. That's awesome. You get to taste that rub. You get to taste right. that coffee. The, right. that, that that herbs de Provence. You get that the the chimichurri for the dip in. and it was juicy. Yeah,
1: it was juicy. Yeah.
0: And then you would you would pull it. It yep. would pull apart, and you could share it. Like have a plate of it, and 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 pull a piece off and dip it in that. <sniffs> <laughs> It was <laughs> it, it was magic. I wish you could see my face. I'm yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm flushed right We're now. Still talking about it. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Funny. And as a matter of fact, I've I've talked about it uh, with other people. Like on, I mean, I go around everywhere I go. I'm always I'm always wearing. I don't have it today, but I have a grub shirt on, and I'm always talking about grub enthusiast, grub grub But I I still man to this day I talk about two places that no longer serve the food that I like. Mm. Uh they used mm. to be a place called the Bellows in okay. San Marcos. Yep, yep. And you know they yeah. yeah yeah whiskey bar yep. awesome. They uh, used to do. Um, Chicken oysters. Okay. <laughs> Never had that. Yeah, the oyster yeah. mussel, they have two of them on every chicken, and uh, they're hard to come by, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and they're about <laughs> the size of uh, silver dollars, okay? I um, mean, yeah, a little, depends. It depends on the chicken. Anyways, uh, they would take these little small, uh, kind of quasi, uh, they they acting like a dark meat. It's on the back. Yeah, right? yeah. And they're, uh, they, they would get a little bowl of them. And they would uh, kind of uh, fry slash pan sear them so they were crisp. on The skin was crisp, but the meat was cooked through. So you got a crispy uh, skin. And then they would have this in a, in a kind of an Asian soy-based uh, dip in sauce, a little spice, maybe a little mir- mirin wine, a little garlic, and onion and an onion, maybe a little bit of, um, who knows, mirin, could have been brown sugar. Anyways, it was Fish awesome. Fish sauce
1: or who knows. Dude.
0: It was just mouth-watering okay. delicious. And they stopped they're hard to come by uh and then so now but i still to this day if i walk down the street i'll say i've never had a uh coffee rubbed uh skirt steak or any steak uh with herbs of provence or anything else and a chimichurri sauce like that i and, and i can't think of another place that has something remotely close so uh in that way it, it, you were unique in that i wish mm. i'm not i'm just saying
1: Thank you. I take that as a compliment, yeah. but it was also a sign of the times for yeah, yeah, food costs. I totally understand. And and if you raise the price, it doesn't work. And as yeah. a customer was like, yeah, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. Yeah, so, yeah. so another dish we had early on that was really flavorful, it did well right away. And then it trickled off because... Uh, we had to raise prices because yeah. of food costs. Um, m- a lot of people, the average Joe, doesn't know that. So, yeah. especially yeah. now. So, shrimp and grits was a was a, a okay. dish we did. Uh, we did a, a poblano pepper stuffed with grits, um, and as well as shrimp, and uh, you know. Tiger prawn shrimp. They were big, it was juicy, it was a good mm, dish yeah. all the way around. Uh, mm, mm, Herber mm. Blanc sauce over it. Mm. You know, we did a little oh, bit with beer, so yum. it was a beer blanc. We, sure. It was our dumb yeah. plan bit. Sure. So little, little we, we did things a little differently. Yeah, you know. You get, for, get a little, little bit more of that
0: was that musky, that the, yeah, the yeah. weedy yeah, kind yeah. of yeah. Yeah, a beer flavor. Yeah, yeah. So uh
1: it was it was good, uh it was a great dish, but it was it was a good seller. It was a I won't say it was a great seller, it was a good seller. Yeah. Great dish, but we couldn't justify keep doing everything fresh daily, every day. tough. You know, and when, when people are kind of finicky about it, well, like I said, when you first launch a, a new dish, people are all about it. Yeah. That's why specials are specials. You run through it, the gamut of it, and it runs its course. Another example yeah. was uh, we did a pork belly sandwich. Okay. Pork belly, we braise it for four hours in, an, in our Imperial Stout, and we used to make house root beer. Okay. So blended those two together. You had the sweet. You had the the somewhat salty but you had all the flavors coming Mm -hmm. together and just that long braise it would fall apart almost I mean did you retain
0: the the fat cap the layer on there absolutely so you could just mm. and we
1: were using it as au jus as well too so the the braising liquid was an au jus wow we did a pork rillette sandwich Uh, not many people are familiar with that we had rendered pork fat and, and made it that way and we did, um, you know, caramelized onions, and we still do house pickles. They're, yeah. they're dry hopped with Cascade hops, which will give it a unique zing. Yeah. So we're trying to create our own vibe, not too hoity-toity, where it's not. Yeah. And that was that was pushing it for for our demographic in Escondido. Yeah, that really was pushing the limit of it. This is not fine dining fancy food we just wanted to make it recognizable to the average joe if we had spent more of our time educating the public on yeah. well, what's pork rillette yeah. or confit yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. you know then you're going to uh, it's mm. just like i i'd rather i know it's good food i'm just saying the average joe just wasn't familiar with the terms
0: well it's, it's just that i mean how far can you push it yeah how how far will the consumer take being quote-unquote educated yeah yeah because then it becomes like well you're starting to condescend to me right? Right, you don't right, know yeah. i don't know this so you know you're making fun of me right so how do you balance that and that's the that's the magic i guess right well,
1: that's that so we started kind of pulling back a little bit and oh, let's yeah. let's dumb it down a little tiny bit no no offense you know to, no respect you know no disrespect to anybody yeah. but it was like let's we culinary terms are culinary terms yeah. it's, it's kind of um you know in-house term the scoffee yeah yeah exactly yeah. you know or or you know that's what I'm saying. So remoulade or, or mm-hmm, bechamel, mm-hmm, these are mm-hmm. things that are on our menu, but not everybody's going to know mother sauces or, or the yeah, yeah, yeah. French techniques that sure. go with them. You yeah. know?
0: Um, and well, that, that's the, that's the, uh, the <clears throat> maybe the downside of the brigade. Yeah. You know, the brigade system where <clears throat> it all started with Escoffier, and he, those terms have, have transcended You know that because it's gone into all the different brigades. But, um, yeah, it's like how do you bridge the gap to the average consumer who's gonna wants just a burger and fries, right. how do you convey confit right. when confit is very important to that uh, to a certain dish? Right, you know, you want to make carnitas, that's confit, right? right. But that's not you say carnitas or you say you say uh, confit. Yeah. you know, if people go, oh, well, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. So we we've had a fair amount of that, and that's where I said, you know, we got to pull back on on the terms. And if people want to get into it, sure, let's talk about it. But it's not going to be the average Joe. We had yeah. chefs come in and talk, you know, or, or, or sous chefs or, or, you know, people in the industry yeah. would go, oh, you know what? Like, we did poutine. We did frites. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, we made our own gravy from scratch. And Sounds that was th- to speak to. And we were making our own bacon. We were Ooh. bringing in por- uh, pork belly, curing it for two weeks, okay. smoking it for in, in the smoker, and we couldn't keep up with it. We had... Eight on hand constantly. Yeah. We did the lardon and, and the, yeah, and the ooh, frites. Oh, mm-hmm. and it was so good. Yeah. We had other restaurants that wanted to buy it from us. Yeah. there's just no way. There's just no way we. That's can't a full even time job. We full can't even keep up with our. Yeah. We did Brussels sprouts with the lardon yeah, and, oh. it, and uh, the gremolata, and, and we did the zombie mustard. You've had that, uh, I yes, think. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I've so had a lot some of your of the stuff. We've, we've, we still have, yeah. but we've had to pull back on it. Brussels sprouts for whatever reason. At that point, doubled in price. Oh, it was so hot. We Still, people asking, "Where's the Brussels sprouts?" You know okay well you know here's why we can't do that and so when we shifted to making our menu a little bit streamlined and cross-utilize everything, yeah, yeah. right? Because it is still a business. At the end of the day, sure, You can absolutely. Make test kitchen stuff all you want, but in the end, we're going to have a bunch of food waste. Yeah, we want to we want to speak to that. So let's utilize the rule of three. Let's let's use something three different ways.
0: Yeah, don't bring in sweetbreads.
1: Right, you know I mean? yeah, <laughs> yeah, bring in that one thing for that one dish, yeah, and yeah. it never sells. Yeah, yeah, And then we're throwing away. Food I mean, it's and delicious. Waste the money, it's delicious. You know what I mean? So, so uh, uh, that that was the tale of some of those those really higher end kind of dishes. And we can bring them in as a special that can justify it. Yeah. We did the steak sandwich. We did Herb de Provence, yeah. lavender, uh, and, and coffee crust, but we did it as a steak sandwich. Okay. And we added chimchurri as the as the sauce oh, yeah. to the sandwich, mm, and it was fantastic. Mm, it mm. ran its course, yeah. and it was done. Uh, the, the pork belly sandwich, that was a trend, I want to say 2013, 14, oh, yeah. Yeah. right when we were opening. It yeah. was hot then. We did bacon, black pepper uh, bread. That was outstanding. Yeah. And... Uh, it ran its course, and sales begin to drop off. For it, said, "Okay, then let's move on to something else."
0: Well, you know, what I think happens you know? is, I mean, there's a the <clears throat> kale, the, what I call the kale phase. Yeah, you know, where like yeah. every, everything's kale chips and yeah. kale salad and kale, yeah, yeah, kale, yeah, kale, yeah, kale, yeah. kale, and then kale becomes like the the oh, okay. We moved on, right? Okay, now let's move on to Brussels sprouts with yeah. uh, a dark port, you yeah. know, and some yeah. bacon bits. Okay, yeah. now that's played its course. Okay, now let's move on to oh, and I remember back in the day when I was a kid, I used to go to every place and they had uh, potato skins. Yeah, and oh, I just, yeah. I just had, I just had potato skins for the first time in twenty five <laughs> years. Think has those anymore. There's a place yeah. called Lazy H, okay, in uh, Valley Center, okay, on down in Palma, yeah. And they do the same dishes they've done, I guess, since John Wayne used to go there. <laughs> so I'm not even joking. So it's old.
1: It's old school. Yeah. It,
0: it used yeah. to be a resort, like a, uh, like a, you know, like a '50s kind of beach blanket bingo style okay. joint. And they had a bar. And there's a guy, a great guy by the name of Enrique, who runs the place. And uh, they, they have a tree growing through this uh, makeshift patio that apparently was John Wayne used to lean on. This tree, uh, and it's grown <laughs> through the building. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's cool. If you if want to have, like, food that you might have had as a kid in a fancy restaurant, or you want to have something that is so tried and true, they do broasted chicken. Oh, man. Broasted. Wow. Okay. I didn't even know what it was. Yeah. But it's, is, it, is it broiled and roasted? So broasted? Or is it fried and ro- I don't know. But it is so, it <laughs> falls off the bone. It is so yum and delicious. Okay. They do, uh, I think they do a bit like a blue cheese wedge salad, right? Yeah. They do, uh, I mean, they do like, I don't know, uh, uh, <laughs> short rib sandwich. I mean, they do, they just a lot of old school stuff. And it's, and they do like, you know, the, they do a great Bloody Mary, okay. fantastic Bloody Mary. But if you want to go and turn the clock back. Yeah. yeah. 30, 40 years, okay? <laughs> you go to Lazy H. But I'll tell you right now, it's not played. It is just, they've done it so long, everything they do is just, Delicious.
1: So they don't really update their menu. No. Like that's no. you know I've seen if I see a Monte Cristo, you know yeah. on yeah. a on a yeah. on, on a yeah. menu, then I'm yeah. gonna go. You guys haven't updated since yeah. the or '70s yeah. or '60s, and
0: it, you know what though? You Here's know? the weird part. There is that balance again because I've gone to places like in Santa Monica, in L.A., Montana, or, or uh, Santa Monica Boulevard, and there's a lot of places yeah. that they um, they bring back that old stuff and they yeah. re- they almost represent it as new, and they yeah. don't call it they don't call it a Monte Cristo. Right, they just call it something else, and you and you know it's a Monte Cristo. It's very yeah, much yeah. like a Monte Cristo, but they don't call it that. And and then now it's presentable to the new public, and they're like, oh, have you had this sandwich? Ooh, yeah, you go, yeah, it's a Monte Cristo. Yeah, it's been around for mm, I don't know two hundred <laughs> years. Right? Yeah, you know, and they go, oh, oh, but you know, no, so. I think something, everything, there's nothing new under the sun, apparently, Absolutely. I've Absolutely. been told. Yeah. So um, I, I'd say bring back the old ones. Yeah. Just do it, yeah, do yeah. it <laughs> in your own way. I, I mean, you know, why bring, not? But bring, uh, bring back the McRib, right? I, yeah. well, <laughs> well, you know what? Yeah.
1: I, I don't even, do you know yeah. that's meat? Yeah, I don't even no, know. No, it's, it's suspect. It's what we used to call chiggy which was chicken, pork, turkey, all mashed into a particle board, which we called chiggy. Well, you can call it yeah, L <laughs> <was it> L&A <laughs> if you want to get really real about <laughs> yeah. it. Uh,
0: but yeah, no, that's, uh, mm, yeah,
1: yeah, no. I yeah, know. so I, I like the idea of presenting something as a nostalgic dish yeah. of yesteryear, yeah. you know, an old school dish, uh, you know, something, you know, hollandaise sauce. Like a, like my my kids' generation don't know what that is. No. They don't know what Monte Cristo is. or And I had that stuff as a kid, Oh, this is like old school, heavy, gnarly it's breakfast. Beautiful, you know, where, you do where I right? just fall asleep by eleven o'clock. Oh, know? if it doesn't break, <laughs> if it doesn't break, I, I yeah. spent like six weeks yeah. in
0: school doing that, making uh, every morning making breakfast. Well, I, yeah, a uh, good hollandaise when it doesn't break. Yeah, yeah it doesn't break. A little squeeze of lemon, yeah. a little bit of what is it? They used to use uh, like paprika.
1: To paprika th- and, and and lemon. Yeah, oh, those are good. Mm. Those are good ones. But mm. like you know, like biscuits and gravy is a, is a forgotten thing too. Like you talk about breakfast foods, I mean, I, I can't eat breakfast and any, gravy anymore. As a, as a kid, I was about nine years old, we did a family trip up to Big Bear, okay. Windy Road, yeah. the whole thing, yeah. but for breakfast. We yeah. went out to a big old breakfast at some greasy spoon diner, yeah. had biscuits and gravy, and I scarfed it as a nine-year-old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that Windy Road, trying to look down, uh, got so carsick. Did you? And oh. that biscuits and gravy ended up all over the floor. Yeah. My grandma's uh, Bonneville, yeah. right? And yeah, it, yeah. It was, a, it was a lime green Bonneville in the, in the back of it. And... Uh, and and I was miserable. Just but, the, the, that gravy, that white peppered gravy and sausage gravy, I can't do that. I can't you even can't talk. do it anymore? It's even, I, I got to the point where I could talk about it now, yeah, but, you couldn't. but I couldn't even think about it. Okay,
0: well, there, there, I have a, don't get off topic here, yeah. but I, there was a time I, I came to see my grandmother in Chula Vista from L.A., and we went to Hadley's. Okay. And uh, we stopped at Hadley's and I got the pound bag of red cherry balls, Oh. and I ate <clears> them all the yeah. way to yeah. Culver City oh. in traffic. Ugh. Oh and i ate the whole bag and i was sick i was literally blue for a couple of days they were rubbing me down oh. with the alcohol they oh, thought man. i was going to die oh
1: <laughs> see i like that cuz i didn't overdose on them i didn't get drunk on them but you, you can't know, eat drunk them. On you them you can't yeah. eat them yeah no i can't i can't because of that one experience that, yeah yeah it kind of ruined me i mean there's there's certain things where people will get ruined for something yeah that, to me, was biscuits and gravy. For you, it's those little cherry balls, oh. and sours, of, oh. and, you know, I couldn't even Hadley's look at them for years. Yeah, yeah. 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 And that, yeah. that just ruins me. So I, st- I steer away from stuff. Like, we bring stuff on the menu that I may not be super thrilled. Like, I don't dig mushrooms. Like, I like the flavor. Okay. I don't dig the texture. I just want to see them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't dig. I'm not a fan of the texture, but... We had a portobello mushroom sandwich that was fantastic here. Yeah. Taste was great. A vegan, vegan a fan, style? Uh, yeah, it was a vegan style. The crusty I mean, bread, yeah, sourdough bread. We did um, uh, arugula. We did um, smoked red uh, bell peppers all of it, and uh, caramelized onion. Um, Got the sauce, but it, but that was a while ago. That's what I'm saying. Like they run their course. Yeah. And then unless we to something else, thankfully, uh, Chris has been our executive shredder for quite yes. a while. We've had a couple of guys in the past. Um, and Chris Riley, actually our brewer, was one of those guys. Before. Okay. Thankfully, I've worked really hard at, at our business, our culture, to not be one of that. I, I've worked for chefs. I've, I've been in kitchens where it's this is my child. You can't take this off the yeah. menu. This is what this is my great grandmother's recipe. How dare you? They're they're yeah. they're offended. Thankfully, we've had guys that are they'll hold it loosely, even if their feelings are a little hurt. Go look. Here's kind of why. Let's go with it and try it. We're going to take this thing that's not selling and is costing us, you know, uh, 30, 40, 50 bucks a day just to have on the menu. Um, let's, let's take that off the menu and let's try something else. Let's just streamline it. Thankfully, you know, with the guys we have now are really good about not h- hanging on to those things and not being, that's my baby. You know, yeah. you know they're, there's, they hold things loosely. Yeah. And as, as a business owner, I got to look at it and go, hey, I don't care what it is. Let's, let's, let's bring it, you know? And, it, and it had to be something that I particularly like. I don't dig mushrooms. but we have some with mushrooms on it? Okay, cool. Yeah. You know?
0: Well, you know, that was part of the whole movie, uh, Chef. Yeah. You watch that movie, yeah, yeah, Chef? Yeah, that, that scene between Dustin Hoffman and uh, John Favreau. Yeah, yeah. When they're talking about, um, what are you going to serve tonight? Yeah. He says, well, I wouldn't redo the whole menu because that guy's, because the reviewer's right. coming. And... Um, He's like, no, we're, the, we're, the, we're doing the best we've ever done in this neighborhood. We're the best in the neighborhood. Uh, and he goes, well, you, you got to stay with the classics. You know what? And he says, if you went to a Stones concert and they didn't play Satisfaction, <laughs> That's right. how would you feel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, I'd burn the place to the ground. Right, yeah. So, yeah, no, but uh, look, I'm going to say this to you. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm like, I, maybe, I, maybe I'm an uh, odd man out. <clears throat> But I, I truly, 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 this day, even there's a lot of selection in Escondido. I truly think that that place, that stake, s- stake in some iteration, uh, it, it it is strong enough that that idea of it, the flavors, the textures, mm. the uniqueness of it. I don't see any place anywhere near us that has uh, has an answer for it. Mm. So. Yeah, that's my wish. I'm no, p- I'm putting that, a, I'm putting that's a that's wish. i a wish. That's
1: good. That's good feedback. To be I, honest, I, well, I just, I, we've had we've heard that for for a number of years from not a lot of people, but there was to a point where they wanted to bring back old dishes that were people were frustrated. Like we had a steak. I'll give you an example that was the same cut. Yeah, and we did a tangerine maple glaze. Okay. and we did a a, a griddled romaine Caesar yeah. uh, kind of salad with it. Yeah, um, you know, seasoned. We did um, poblano uh, croutons. Which was cool, or chipotle crouton? Excuse me. So, we okay. did a poblano Caesar dressing, yeah. which had a little bit of zing to it, well, but not spice. Yeah. You know, it wasn't over the top. Yeah. It wasn't hot sauce. Yeah, yeah. And it was such a flavorful dish. I dug it, but it wasn't moving. So, as a business, you got to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's yeah, not moving. D- I can't. I can't go down yeah. with this. You can't you justify know. it. Yeah, this is going to close our business <laughs> if we don't <laughs> yeah. move on. Uh, but know. but that's not the same thing with that 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 steak you're talking about. That's open for discussion. Uh, well, I would just and say I appreciate th- the, you bringing that up. A, a lot. When yeah.
0: I go to places, I, I go around and I say, "Well, how is? What are they doing here that isn't being done somewhere else? You know, like right. everybody serves a sandwich, right. everybody serves a salad. Right. It's all they're all part of the requisite elements of the menu. Right? You let me know. When right? You. No, no. Uh, and uh, and it's all part. Of, like you need to do a dessert. You need to have a. You need to have a coffee to, for the for the menu. But you know what? I'm, i And I go around places and I go. Well, wait. Let me, where, where else can I get something even remotely close? To see, where can I get a pastrami sandwich? Speaking of which, that is harder than you think. Yes, it a is. A good, yes, proper, see, I, I grew up in a Jewish neighborhood, mm-hmm. Culver City, mm-hmm. not far from MGM, mm-hmm. and I grew up in a studio village. And mm-hmm. the studio village, we, uh, my neighbor, uh, one block over, uh, bordered the uh, studio drive in. It was a drive in theater. And their house, uh, all the houses along the fence of the uh, drive in theater, had one of those boxes. In their backyard so you could go over to this person's house and watch the movies at the drive-in from their backyard so um what, I, what i'm how
1: did i get on that you're talking about pastrami okay pastrami so was hard at, yeah. <laughs> i grew up in a jewish
0: neighborhood and right across the street was a place called rollin rye and uh, they did i mean you know the standard jewish style uh plain jane beautiful soft rye uh, an incredible amount of beautifully roasted pastrami and dark mustard mm. and, and big plank fries for the dipping. Mm. I believe that to this day, I mean, I have a hard time finding it anywhere in San Diego. Um, there's a couple places that have some pastrami sandwiches, but is that, are they like what I'm talking about? No. There's a place down in, uh, in, um, in, uh, down in Kearney Mesa, Claremont Mesa, that has a close... But see, I also I also went on a tour once uh, in the mid '90s. I went to New York and I hit every oh, ju- Katz's, delis, yeah. Carnegie. I hit them all, and, I, and and they'd have these sandwiches that were like eight inches tall, oh, a man. stacked pastrami, and they had that good <laughs> potato salad, yeah. and the plank fries with a big kit like a yeah. spoon for yeah, the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, mm. exactly. That's you know that's the stuff I miss. I miss simplicity. As a matter of fact, there's a place called Joe Joe's. Have you heard of Joe uh, Joseph yeah, in I Long have. Beach?
1: I've never been I, I know what you, you're talking about now yeah you
0: should go if you haven't gone you should go it's an old beer bar uh, built about 1925 and they keep they have a, a screen right above their uh, their beer fridge their walk-in and it's got a, a thermometer that tells you the temp of the beer in the fridge it's very informative um, <laughs> but they had something simple. The simple They call it a special And it literally is Nothing more than Soft Rye bread slice They take a a, a Hot dog They've been Same hot dog forever They split it down the middle They take a a Beautiful Little thin wedge Of dill pickle Right down In that sliced Open hot dog And then they take uh, They take a uh, Piece of Very soft Almost not even medium Jack cheese, and they lay it over the bread that's warm. Now by the hot dog, it kind of melts it a little bit, and then you you get to the mustard, Mm. a dark, grainy mustard. You're
1: you're getting me hungry, dude. Dude, that see, uh, it's been a long
0: drive. They've been doing it for a hundred years, the same way. They even sell, I think, worse they, uh, they sell. They have a, a peanut roaster. They do, their, they do whole peanuts mm. for the roasting. They have uh, big bins of uh, pretzels with the little yellow chilies, a uh, big slab of dark mm. mustard, mm. and then they got the tap. Mm. Oh, pickled eggs.
1: That's a whole other. You
0: know yeah. what? It's real easy, but it, they, a pickled egg? so good and they they pickle them in the little yellow chili uh, vinegar that dark yellow chili that that, that vinegar so it turns the egg yellow but they're a little not spicy a little spicy so delicious oh my god but that's a nostalgic food it really, is it's
1: really a, it is to introduce that to a different generation. Yeah, then you go. This is kind of alien food. I've never wait, heard of this.
0: Wait until they taste it. Yeah, and wait until they take the the pickled egg and they take that that uh, with the pretzels and they take that pickled egg and they take that yellow egg, spicy, and they dip it into that dark mustard to eat.
2: <gasps> um,
0: oh man, that is something. Uh, oh, it's a party. I wish we had our pretzels here. Yeah. Okay. Our you baker do has
1: been out. Um, oh. and She bakes them from scratch. Okay. And, and do it with with uh, our zombie mustard, which is a spicy uh, brown mustard made yeah. with Astro Zombies beer. Yeah. And it, it people swear it's horseradish, but there's no horseradish in this building. So okay. it's, it's intense like that. It's a, it's a pungent kind of go-to. Mm. And I get what you're saying, You know, having something that sets you apart, that's different, yeah. that's unique, that yeah. nobody else is doing. Like we did burgers from day one. Yeah. We didn't do a ton of burgers yeah. from day one. We did some yeah. along with the steak. We did some pork dishes. Like we have always done vi- yeah. variations of pulled pork, for example. A pulled pork sandwich. We did sliders. We did um, carnitas, yeah. which you know as tacos. Yeah. Um, we Oof. and we do them as for our, like our anniversary and, and every November we'll pull out some kind of crazy special to highlight just something fun. It but doesn't it, even matter. It could be kebabs. It could be tacos. It could be okay. Whatever, let me ch- let me you
0: challenge know. you if I if I <clears throat> might. I challenge you to take to think of anything you want, any little thing that we may we discussed or something like old world, like a pickle day. It doesn't have to be a pickled egg, something like it. And do it to your, the way you do it, like your take. Mm-hmm. And, 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 like, I'm, t- I'm just telling you. The, the thing about it, I think, with, with food is that it goes through these waves because people get turned off by a, a, a pita gets involved. They don't like the treatment of the animals. Uh, they don't like pate because you're overstuffing them with, with grains or whatever. Uh, you're the treatment, so they <clears throat> go through these waves. But the reality is, is that if it's delicious, okay? Like, uh, like goose pate, pate, uh, or if it's healthy, in the case of a hard-boiled egg, where's the downside to a hard-boiled egg? Where's the crime in there? It is literally something they just do. Yeah. Chickens just do it. I used to, when I was, before I had chickens, I had chickens and home, not anymore, but I had chickens. I thought, the, I thought there had to be a male involved to get the egg. No, no, no. no. It's just they, an egg.
1: They just do it. If you, know? you do, you're going to end up with a chick. So baby, Precisely. Baby chicken. So
0: Precisely. Yeah. So, uh, but but now that there I know, you know that, where's the crime? Where's the crime? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's this beautiful, clean protein that if you added some awesome flavor that people wanted to come buy jars of it, and that's what, they, that's what they do at Joe Joe's, they not only eat them all the time, they go and you have jars, you just buy the jars, yeah. take home with you. And they are not cheap. I mean, you figure okay. those eggs are probably a buck a piece, you know, yeah, from the jar. Yeah, so, yeah. if you buy a jar of 15 eggs, that's 16 to 18 bucks. Wow. Whoa. People buy them. Right? You know, they buy them by the horde, and they that's bring them to San Diego. That's interesting. They, they bring them to San Diego. As a matter of fact, I was at the Dell's barbershop one day, and I'm wearing my uh, Joe Joe shirt that I bought 20 years ago. And they were like, I mean, there was a whole conversation started because they were like, Oh, you've been to Joe Joe's? I, I used to go there. All I used to. <laughs> cool. Yeah. yeah. I, and uh, and then they were like, oh, I've been there. I've had those eggs. Those eggs are delicious. Blah blah. blah. So <laughs> I I love it. That's what. I, that's why I do this. I seek out. Um, it sounds hoity toity because someone told me that. It sounds, oh, what are you trying to do? Uh, as a matter of fact, at the barbershop, what are you kind of some kind of food snob? No, no, no. I am simply looking for the art in food. Mm-hmm. I want to find, I mean, look, I mean, yeah, I could be happy if I'm from Escondido I don't want to leave Escondido. I can just find the best they have in Escondido. But you know what? I'm looking for wherever it is. Put me tell me it's on the moon. I'm going. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what I'm seeking, and I, I love the idea of having some place that has this these unique food items that are unique and only they do it in that town. And you go there, and everybody's like, it, it just becomes a part of your. Uh, a part of your fair. The, you know, I, love, I love it.:
1: that's, that's what we really wanted to create something that was not just independent, that wasn't part of like a large chain um, yeah. and, and you know uh, heat and serve kind of those assembly line type restaurants that, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. exist. We knew we wanted to do scratch cooking. we knew we wanted to do it uh, and focus on a couple of things and do them really well. Yeah. We didn't want to have 100 things on our menu. Yeah. Um, it, not just the cost of it, but you end up doing kind of nothing really well. If you ever go to a restaurant and they have like yeah. 100 different things, we yeah. do this, we do that, we do that. You, know, you can't do all of those things really no, well. No. no matter how good of a execution or, or you know the, the line is or your, your ingredients, you just can't do those well.
0: It's like one of those. Remember Jerry's Deli? Yeah. Do you remember yeah, Remember Deli? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jerry's Deli used to be this great deli, I thought. But then they did one million things like their menu or uh Buca de Beppo. Oh yeah. That was another one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One. It had a tri-page fold out, jammy. And, and the whole thing was this chock full and I go, "Okay, let's just say you could manage all of that. Let's say you have 100 people in the back." Uh, where does the sense in it? You can't. I mean, the the, the expense of all those people, your team, yeah, to, to maintain it and keep it fresh and not and not be in, not going to the walk-in and someone says, "Well, there's this you know this uh, you know, jam." That has to come. And they go in the walk-in. They see it. Oh, well, this was made two weeks ago. Well, I guess we have <laughs> yeah, to use yeah. it, right? So, it, it, yeah, making small batch, uh, incredibly good ingredients, uh, some, your take on those visions. I love that, man.
1: I love, uh, uh, and I, I don't love it, but I, I, I like it when we run out of something because that tells me, for one, it's, sell, it's sold out. Yeah. I understand from a, 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 di- a the other side, the back of the house side, hey, we didn't prep enough. We didn't right. know. Yeah. But the other thing is that it's fresh. Absolutely. And and we're not sitting on products yeah. for, for weeks on end and, and we want to serve the best stuff, obviously. I'm not trying to get rid of stuff because oh we have it sitting around yeah. and it's been uh, you,
0: you have the Tuesday special. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: the, yeah. The the sink chowder, what we used to yeah. call, right? Yeah. yeah. The, stuff that, the the kitchen sink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So we, we don't do that. And I, I've worked in restaurants that have that have fudged that and tried it. Yeah. I've worked at really good restaurants that do it right. So I've taken those some of those ideas operationally and go, huh, I bet that's something unique and different that works somewhere else. That it can't just be the the pickled egg thing. Like we make our own pickles, and yeah. I got the idea: let's add Cascade hops to the pickles. Okay, that's a unique thing. Like it's actually not that complicated to make pickles. No, but, I've done it myself. Yeah. But I don't many know many places that do it. Yeah, I make. I know there's some places that make their own ranch dressing. That's not a big deal. We make our own ketchup. We make all of our own sauces from scratch. That that's a thing that that is unique. Not to toot my own horn, but I don't know a brewery restaurant. That makes their own hot sauces. That makes their own scratch stuff from um, you know a menu roast, standpoint, roast their own coffees and roast their own coffee, brews their own beer. We, you know that kind of stuff doesn't really exist. Yeah, uh, I've I've taken it from different places where they do stuff like that where it's similar. Um, I, I tell you, I used to work in a, a, an Italian restaurant in Claremont, uh, Claremont Colleges, not Claremont Mesa. Okay. I was going to say, Colleges, just say right?
0: the Godfather.
1: Yeah. yeah no, no I wasn't there. But this was an Italian place. It was my first job and, and, and I was a young kid and, and a friend of mine got me a job and, and they were mean, angry guys, but man, they knew what they were doing. Um, you know, the true story, the chef I worked for had a temper, so he'd throw stuff and cuss you out if you weren't doing your job right and even as doing prep cook. and And so they had one steak. And, and that's all they did was that one steak, as far as beef, you know, goes. And but somebody it was awesome. Asked, yeah, and it was great. On its own, it was great. Yeah. We had a shift meal. We'd, we'd get it once a week, and that was it. Otherwise, he'd get pissed that you were kind of, you know, eating his product. But he said, uh, we found out from a server, somebody asked for steak sauce. And it was one of those kinds of places that you... Like have anyone, one An one We didn't have any E1. They don't have any steak sauce. You shouldn't. Right? So <laughs> we did, if you cook it right, you know, right? So, yeah. so it was like giving him the middle finger. Yeah. He was offended. Yeah. He, he went out there and found out, hey, which table asked for the steak yeah. sauce. True story. He gets out there and, and, and slides it off the table, stomps on it. Wow. And we go, hey, there's going to be a fight. Let's go, let's go watch. You know, yeah, Like me yeah, and my yeah. buddy are going, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's watch. And we, go, and we didn't hear all the words. And he storms back. And we go, okay, go back to work. Back to work. Look busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Busy, right? But the guy stepped on. He slipped it off the plate and stepped on the guy's steak and left it there on the floor for oh asking for God. steak sauce. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you can't do that. That's this extreme. Is, this is 2022. 20, you can't you do that. This was probably middle 80s. Wow. You know, where where yep. you know you didn't have a phone camera out to get, you know video that and I, I, it's like, I, I, pretty gnarly. I kind of get it. I mean his gnarly. ego was offended. I mean you stepped on his ego, so he was. I kind of get it. I, I can understand both sides. Like yeah, but, this was. It's just yeah. trying to say hey, you didn't season this right. It's not cooked to. Perfection.
0: Well, you know, right? I, th- I think that a lot, of, a lot of steaks have changed lately because everyone's into them now. You know, yeah. they're all yeah, yeah. And you, you got those meter thermometers. And you really get, and you could do a, a reverse sear and have it come out totally. pink, edge to edge. So I think people have become more of a steak connoisseur. I don't know if it's if it's in the last ten years or twenty, but um, yeah, I mean, I think back in the eighties or seventies, you know, even watching the uh, Three's Company, you know, with, <laughs> yeah. he was a, you know, he worked yeah. at a little the what's it called the, uh, the Regal, Regal Beagle, Beagle. the yeah. Regal Beagle. <clears throat> Yeah. Well, you talk about dating ourselves. Yeah, yeah. It's all right. No, no, yeah, yeah. it's all right. I'm good with it. I, yeah. I know who I am. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> but those steaks. I mean, it wasn't. That was a. That was a rarity. That was. I have a good steak, you know. And uh, I think I've learned how to cook them more. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah. Oh, I, I like a reverse sear on, on a steak.
1: Well, don't oh. you think though? Like, I mean, the, the 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 food shows, the Food Network, and all of that has has elevated the public's understanding of what good food is not think, only and how to execute it and how to taste it how to look for it, i think to the
0: initiated process I think, technique I, I think to the initiated if you're seeking knowledge you're going to find out i think a lot of people are still maybe a little in the dark mm-hmm. uh, about you know like if they're eating i mean if your normal uh, palate is mcdonald's or burger king or whatever come on i mean yeah. that's <laughs> i mean how much do you really yeah. do? look I'll, I'll give you a perfect example i was at a a, a restaurant in my town and again, this is my foolishness. I went to a, 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 I had a massage. The lady that works right next door, she says, oh, you got to try this place. It's the only place in town. And she says, you got to try it because I said, I'm, I swear off them. I, I don't do them. And she was like, no, no, you got to try them. They're good. They've, they've got something. They've changed. All right. So I went in there and uh, I'm, the young waitress comes up. She's about 18, 19. And I said to her, I said, uh, yeah, well, so what's, uh, what do we get? She goes, let me tell you something. This is some of the best pizza I've ever had. Okay. Wow. I said, mm. but, you know, you're young. I said, where have you eaten no pizza? You know, where? and so she goes, she leaned over and she says, oh, you know, in all fairness, um, I don't really eat pizza. I said, <laughs> yeah, right. come on. Yeah. Come on. I mean, we, our conversation right. is done. Right. It's you know over. what I mean? Yeah. So uh, even now when I meet people and they start asking, well, I get people all the time asking me, where do, where's the best place to eat in San Diego? Wow. You want me to answer that question? Yeah. How could I? i don't know i don't know what you like it's i don't not, yeah exactly. i don't know where you what your background is what is your knowledge of food maybe you're a chef yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? so uh, i don't know so I, I it's tough i always ask. i do the interview of everybody so what is your what is your favorite dish what's your favorite cuisine and they right. go well i like uh okay
1: it's, can, it's not a fair question like if somebody goes no. hey what's the favorite place to go to what's your favorite beer what's yeah. your favorite yeah, whatever tough. dish and go it hey, depends on what you're what i'm feeling and what day is it right you know, <laughs> what day is it what what am i feeling what yeah. am i in the mood for yeah what did, you know, what what have I had over and over that I, I need to take a break from? I'm yeah. tired. You know, you go a whole week and you have pizza and pasta all the time or whatever. And you go, man, I just need a break from all the bread and carbs. Absolutely. And, and you know, you just need, or, uh, you know, so uh, if somebody goes, what's, a, what's your favorite place for sushi? What's your pa- yeah. favorite place for sashimi specifically? Or whatever. I'm just saying, make it a specific question. Well, let me ask you a question.
0: That, you know. Aside from plan nine, yeah. because we know. Plan Nine is your favorite brewery, <laughs> it was just sim- and Simran, it, yeah, yeah, we know that. Uh, yeah, they're, they're all right. Yeah. Plan Nine, yeah, right. Uh, located
1: at one five five East Grand Avenue, in uh, California.
0: It is a must if you love beer or hot sauce or mm. burgers. You got to stop in. But um, aside from that, what is your favorite cuisine outside of of Plan Nine? Mm. If you had to, if you had to choose, okay, last meal. What's your last meal?
1: Oh boy, that's a tough one. I know. Well, my last meal. Yeah. Was stir fry at at home? No, a better question. Outside, what, what is your last meal? No, last oh, meal. my last meal. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm going to say stir fry. Okay. I'm going to say uh, um, fried rice. I'm a sucker for fried rice. Okay. Where do you um, go for that? You- uh, there's a number of places. I like to make it at home for one. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I can't beat that because mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. have total control, control over mm-hmm. everything, and, yeah. and you do what you do. Okay. Um, there's there's a there's a few places. Um, there's there's a little food truck going around. Okay. Uh, and I hope they open, a. Uh, if they're listening, uh, I hope they open a restaurant one day. Here in Esco? Uh, no, they're, they're kind of based in San Diego. Okay. Um, I haven't seen them in Escondido yet. I've had them in, in, uh, um, in San Diego. They're called Rice or Death. And everything I do is rice.
0: Rice or Death. Um, okay.
1: And I, I went to one place. I'll give them a quick shout out. That They're not exactly local, but you should, I, I, I'll tell you this. You should travel there to go see them. Uh, okay. Up in Big Bear. Okay. Uh, we were just there, actually, recently, a week ago. A place called Tropicali. Tropicali. And they're in mind-blowing. Big in Big Bear. Right in the village. You can't miss it. New? new uh, I don't know how new, five, but they, they're, they're new to me. Okay, Definitely, yeah. Five, six years. Okay. It was a restaurant before. Okay. They do um, um, Hawaiian food, yeah. but it's a, a California cut kind of twist. The family's from Hawaii, yeah. but it's it's they walk you through it. They do stir-fry. They do Hawaiian. They do beef. They do it's some Big chicken. Bear. And it is mind blowing. They only have a few dishes, but they're mind blowing dishes. Well, you know,
0: you kind of along um, those lines. Have so you t-
1: that? That'd be my jam. That'd, that'd be my last meal. Hawaiian. Yeah. Okay. I was really impressed by them.
0: Have you tried Switchboard in Ocean Side?
1: Uh, I they, haven't yet. They do Hawaiian style food. I haven't.
0: Oh, what do you think about Bali High?
1: Uh, it's good, yeah Those ribs Yeah, yeah Those, those that's ribs good. are yeah, killers. those
0: uh, And those Mai Tais Together Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> yeah. I, I,
1: I like tropical I like sweet, spicy Like Caribbean? Um, Caribbean I like, okay. you know uh, Jerk chicken is yeah. great I, I've yeah. been to Jamaica Had, had it there um i found had it here, there's there's you know, it's it's someone's take on it. You yeah, know, yeah. you go, I'm gonna make a Hawaiian dish, well it's someone's take. You you can't just throw pineapple on it and yeah. go, it's Hawaiian now. Yeah. You know, you you've gotta think through some of that initially. So it's hard to do, and that's kinda quite frankly why we don't try to do other cultures. Yeah. If, if if we do something like it, if we do an Asian dish special like beef and noodles, yeah, we're gonna say it's our I'm going to be really clear. This is not necessarily... We're not pretending to be authentic. Right. We're doing our own thing, our own jam, and it is, uh, this is our what own... We do. Yeah. I, I, I want it to be its own thing. Yeah. So that's okay. I, I get that. You know, like, um, we, we've had to do... I'll, tell, I'll speak to this. We used to do burgers, and we did what, what, what I used to call Burger Time Special. And I'd ask a line cook, hey, it's your week. You make whatever you want. Put it on a burger. I don't care what it is. Right? And within reason. Okay. And we would try to make things interesting, special, fun and it gives them a, a a moment in the sun, yeah. if you will. And that was how that developed so we were doing more burgers because of that kind of thing sure burgers traveled well during pandemic we did lots of takeout we still do a fair amount of takeout okay. we actually did delivery too okay. so that's kind of what that was born out of steak didn't travel well in fact it didn't travel at all yeah, it's you
0: know it gets um, it gets all that heat gets trapped in there and yeah, steams yeah, it, so it does
1: burgers it. travel well yeah. fries travel well salad yeah. travels well um, that any sandwiches, we do cheesesteaks pretty well. Sure. Those travel great. Yeah. Um, to me that, that's kind of what we had to adapt in the last several years. So we had to really take a hard look at what are we all about? What are we doing here? You kind of have those existential moments. Like what are we really oh, doing here? Sure. And, and I didn't want to take from what other people are trying to do. I, I didn't never want to go, Hey, th- these guys do that this way. So let's do it. You know, Yeah. I, we have been, uh, 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 you know, ripped off many times. Yeah. People go, hey, you guys got Brussels sprouts. Next place down the road's got Brussels sprouts. Now that's like that. I haven't seen the steak yet, but I've seen our other dishes, and I've seen variations of the burgers we've done yeah. in other places, which, mm. okay, cool. It's like the restaurants are very territorial. They don't tell you trade secrets. Breweries, they'll go, hey, let's make a collaboration together. That beer's similar to ours. Let's do a collaboration. Let's, let's be friends. Restaurants are like, this is my thing, and if somebody takes it, I'm going to go have words with that other place that just took my thing. You know what I mean? Like, well, I get inspiration to a certain degree, but if yeah. you're directly ripping off something. It's your intellectual
0: property, man. Exactly. It's, your, it's your livelihood. Yeah, so, so you can't do
1: that they Hey, and, don't do that, you know, guy. Yeah, so so I take it as a compliment for the most part, yeah. but it is also kind of hurtful. Sure. You know, to be like, hey, we're just going to set up shop and do burgers and beer just like every, Plan 9 does it, you know, or, Dude, or I, whatever. I,
0: you know? I used to do catering a little bit in LA and I was working for a, a well-off lady. I'm, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I, I got goaded into it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she was uh, the boss of my mother-in-law, <clears throat> and she knew that I cooked and whatever, and she, I made a dinner, and she uh, liked my dishes. So I went over to the... A couple times she had me there, and she was paying me a lot of money, and so I went over there and did the catering. And I, I, had, I ended up having people come up to me at the end and be like... So what is this dish? And then they and I could see they're like in the, they're writing the notes down in their mind. I'm like, this was I got this on the internet, you know, or I got this out of a book, or I, I I you know I I tweaked a little bit here or there. This is nothing is new under the sun. So for you to take you know find out I'm making babimbap or bulgogi, you know, I, look I found out the other day that I uh, there's a there's a very famous chef a Korean chef by the name of Duki Hong. And he does a bibimbap. That's where I right. originally found it. But he you know, uses an egg, he uses the seaweed salad, he uses uh, gochujong. Huh? Right, well, so hey, check this out. I made, the, for three years, I was making his recipe for, uh, for bulgogi, and, I, and my kids liked it. The other day, I was just flipping through the internet looking for bulgogi, and I saw somebody use gochujong in the marinade. I put it in there, and I was like, oh my God, it was a missing link. Yep. You know, it was and yep. it, it, it tasted for me exponentially better, not just a little better. That but the, the they uh, the bibimbap calls for the gochujang in your like in the on top of the right. the rice or with the
1: Like as a topping but not as a marinade. As a side right, kind right, of. Right, right,
0: right. But to put it in there with all the scallion and the soy sauce and the brown sugar, and the, oh man. So, yeah, yeah.
1: You do. If, if you talk to Chris about that, he's already been. You know, he's a firm believer in, in, in gochujang. And, oh my and, God. and we've used that in Korean. You know, in bulgogi and ribs, and yeah. he's done a a sandwich that yeah. way. He's he's crossed, um, you know, cultural in that sense where he's done, um, you know, sandwiches that way, and we we did. We still do, go, we, we renamed ours called Goju Dang. Okay. And and that's that's just a a, yeah. a, a dipping sauce right yeah. now because we're not using it regularly now. Yeah. We use it for specials but like let's keep rolling with the sauce because people dig it. Dude. And let it run its course. You know what, you know what I mean? Do what works. Yeah. You know. So. That's, that's been the name of the game too. and to be honest the last two years to stay open. Yeah. We, we've had, you know, like a lot of other places have had to close, reopen, close, reopen, play the rules, not play the rules. Yeah. Lay off. I mean it's just been a nightmare. So that's when you have those moments and go what are you really about what do you really want yeah. how do you want to best serve the community it's not just about you and your thing yeah and but there's more to it there's a bigger picture at play here
0: you know you, you know, I know i talked to the guys earlier in the previous conversation um hey you know um, so the, I, I talked to the guys earlier about how the effects of covid on the whole on plan nine and uh i mean so what what was it really go i mean was it I imagine it was very stressful. I imagine that you know, put it took you out of your normal loop because the having people having to adjust everything inside of here, and uh, you know, outdoor seating. How do you do it? How do you keep the doors open? How do you uh, you know still offer something exciting um, whilst adapting how everything you do uh to, to what i heard from them too though is a bit of a, a bit of r&d time a little bit of more uh they were able to delve into some of their uh like the sauce like the like the the coffee like things like that H- how was that effect on the business wise i know it must have been it must have been tough uh
1: yeah, tough's a nice way to put it um, okay it sucked, um, yeah, yeah, it sucked yeah it, it, it sucked yeah. and and uh you know March of March seventeenth, St. Patrick's Day. I'll go, I'll rewind real quick to uh, twenty twenty. Um, we had twenty two employees, and we made the excruciating decision to lay them all off, including myself, because we were told you got to close. That week yeah. was the week where. You know, you got to close. We don't know what's happening. Pandemic. We we you know everybody's dying from it. We didn't. We two nobody weeks. really. Knew. Two yeah, weeks. Two weeks. Right. So, so, so everybody's. You know, we we had our last shifter here with all of our employees. Yeah. And clinked glasses for many of those people for the last time here. Wow. And uh, it was so St. Patrick's kind of sobering, in in uh, lack of better words, for. For me personally, knowing that it was a vacation, I never wanted. Right. We all lived on unemployment at the time, and uh, and those those all employees really never came back. Uh, we we were a different model of service. Uh, we did full full service. So if you were here then, yeah. you, you had somebody come to your table, take your order. We adapted a counter service, and we just now run food, and and that was simple. And that's quite honestly the the original model I had in mind when we were opening this place. Um, so having knowing we we're going to close and we started doing takeout at that point laid off everybody did takeout for no, we lasted about another two weeks until just business dwindled like people stopped coming because they were afraid to come out what is this is it the black plague are we all going to die the, the world's over that kind of thing yeah and we we like, watching the news yeah, that was, so we you had, don't know we, we had never seen anything like this before so we're thinking everybody's running to this apocalypse and uh and so we uh we lasted about, I want to say a week and a half, two weeks, just doing stuff to go. And people were nice, supported us. And we're just like, you know, it's no longer kind of responsible for us to try to stay open and not know if we're going to have enough business to pay the rent, to keep the lights on, to pay employees, the basic needs. So we need to close until further notice. Yeah. Not just for the safety, you know, public health or whatever, but... Sanity, too. The sanity from the business standpoint. It was stressful. It was... Uh, it was terrifying, to be quite honest. I mean, I have yeah. a, I have five kids. Sure, you know we got a big family, so um, I
0: got two, and it isn't cheap. So yeah, I can yeah, it's not what? cheap.
1: So yeah, exactly. So it's pretty much everything. It's it's chaos, and um and so we closed. Uh, I want to say for almost four months. Um, can be completely you know, closed. Yeah, completely closed to the public. During that time, we did lots of maintenance. I mean, you th- think about like what food we had existing. We gave out to employees. Some of it went bad. Threw it away. Uh, some of the beers kind of went bad like the IPAs that need kind of freshness Loggers were great we actually brewed lagers during that time cuz the lagering process is about 8 weeks is it six, is, 6 to 8 weeks sitting in a tank cold crashing fill, uh, you know lagering essentially
0: is it, that's a lot shorter right is that shorter or uh,
1: no i mean uh, I'll, I'll give you an example a pale ale typical pale ale uh, is a 2 week turnaround okay from start to finish okay a lager a true lager Start to finish is probably six to eight weeks. Oh, okay. So, so it's sitting in a tank. So a longer tank. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's the idea of lagering. Okay. You're, you're cold crashing. You're you're conditioning that at a colder temperature. Okay. Fermentation, primary fermentation is done in two weeks. So all I knew is we had time. And that's one of the reasons I did not brew lagers was because of the time factor. Okay. From a business standpoint, I could make three other beers in the time it took to right. make one lager. Okay. Um, so I had it completely wrong. You say that you should yeah, have opposite, told opposite me. Opposite way. Yeah, this yeah. guy was totally yeah, wrong. Yeah, totally wrong. This you're, guy's you're, you're an totally, idiot. Yeah. So, uh, so, uh, but we did that. I did a ton of maintenance, deep clean, all that kind of stuff, and just wondering what uh, what when's this going to end? What's next? And uh, you know th- that government cheese, those loans came down the the pipeline, and were able to kind of reopen and revamp and readjust and they're saying well you can only do takeout. you can only do you know we did delivery yeah. which was a whole nother game for us for insurance us too. wise too right we did insurance you know my my oldest son was our first uh, delivery guy and he delivered burgers delivered beer delivered vinyl records yeah. hot sauce the hot sauce thing evolved and I think Chris already kind of told you uh, last several years, there was a guy bringing us chili peppers, and he said, try them out. You know, it was chili. That's his nickname. Okay. Uh, and he'd bring in the, you know, these super hots. And chili ghost, brings chili. Yeah. Ghost peppers and reapers and yeah. all kinds of weird peppers he was growing. And so that's, that's where that was born. But that was a thing where, for us, we made stuff that was to go. It was our collective idea to put in. We were already making sauces, ketchup. Put them in bottles. Let's see if people want to buy them to go. Sure. And, and people were out of support, but they also liked our product anyway. So it was kind of a win-win for us. So anything to kind of keep going, let's sell everything we got, and so let's do more merch, more retail. That evolved. Let's do our, our let's streamline our menu down to. At one point, it was just uh, our chef, our brewer, and then me. Right. And and at one point, we weren't even getting paid. None of us. I said, you know, we're out of money, guys. Right. Let's keep going and see what happens. Yeah. That was another shutdown, another round of shutdown right before holidays, which was excruciating. And how are we gonna keep going? I don't know, but let's 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 figure this out together. We had to rearrange in inside and outside probably I don't know, a dozen times or so or more. Right. It made sense. Do we do indoor? How much indoor do we do? How much outdoor will the city give us? They decided, the city of Escondido decided, let's do road work. Let's put in new street poles and hang string lights and oh. and all of that. So in in the short game It really sucked Yeah Because they tore up the street There wasn't any traffic There wasn't any parking There was no street side dining The long run is All during this Yeah all during that time So when it rains it pours Yeah yeah So so they got grant money To to improve And I'm all for improving it Make it look cool Make it look inviting Make it look interesting and, and that's that's kind of the, the short end. They're still doing another phase of construction. They want to widen our sidewalk. And, right. and in the end, it'll be great for business. But in the short term, it's going to disrupt business for everybody, not just me, but everybody on the, on the street.
0: Are, um, are you able to sell any of that stuff to the local businesses around here? Like uh,
1: We can. Uh, on we some have, of the beers, we, and some of the stuff. We do sauces? have some of it. Yeah, our beers have gone out to different restaurants. We don't make a ton of beer. Yeah. And my game from it was to, to create a small brewery to make fun, yeah. drinkable beer here. Right. We, we, we really weren't designed for what they call a production brewery, sure. where you have to sell your product outside to restaurant, bars, et cetera. On top so, of the space. It's got to be a space It's, to, it's a space issue, yeah. too. But really, your margin from a business standpoint is is being given away. If I, right. if I sell a keg for a couple hundred bucks, and that restaurant goes and puts it on tap, they're going to make 800 yeah, bucks yeah, on it. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. you lose is that it, margin. Is, exactly. is it
0: three times? Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, so the, the markup on that is, is very different. Yeah. So it's, it's much better economically for us, and we needed to hang on to everything and keep it in-house. Sure. We do sell the hot sauces. There's a market up in um, Hidden Meadows um, called Side Yard. Okay. And they've had our beer on tap, and they certainly have all of our sauces. They use them for table sauces. They sell them. They retail them. They absolutely love us. And they're far enough removed where it's not like our neighbor.
0: you got to get it into the know? grand over here. Yeah, work.
1: I haven't talked with them much and we really haven't I know that's a different game, a different business, sure. really going out and kind of yeah. you know, peddling your your product and and that that kind of thing. So, I love it when people come here. Yeah. Because there's not just the product, There's your sure. the experience. Yeah. You get to hang out here. We get to talk, to, chat with you, dad jokes all day, that kind of fun stuff. To me, that's that's part of it. But I'm not opposed to sending out our stuff. We we sell a lot of sauces uh, online, like yeah. direct to re- retail customers. So, yeah. The hot sauces travel great, and they do, they do pretty good.
0: I, you know, I see a lot of people. I, I've been to this place numerous times over the Grand. And, and in all fairness, uh, sometimes, okay. I, I, let's say it this way, it's been, I, I fell out of my chair one time okay. yeah, out of the 13 times that I've been. I love going. So I, I haven't lo-
1: gone yet. I need to go sometime. I love I comedy.
0: And the guy, the guy that runs the place, I think he'd be open to anything that you were, we were talking about here. Okay. Um, uh, he wants his business to flourish. Uh, he's open to all the things that you know. He's always kind of you know. Well, do tell us what you tell us what you want. Tell us we want to bring in the best uh, comedians possible. I don't know. I think somehow or another, I'm, I'm just feeling a relationship with them. Mm, don't know. Mm, I don't know how okay. you, how that works for you.
1: I would love that. I I, I haven't mm-hmm. talked with a ton of our neighbors. We have for the most part. I want to be friendly with everybody. Yeah. I don't I don't talk bad or or on the other side I don't talk a whole lot of good. There's there's places I like to go. Yeah. There's places I just never have been. Nothing against them. I just haven't been.
0: I, I've been you know? to I've been to majority of these local places here. Not all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, you know what?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. I have mutual respect for it. I know as as a business owner, what goes into it, and yeah. and maybe it's just me. I have a unique experience here, but. Yeah. Uh, we don't come from from tons of money, and it's yeah. not overly funded. Where we just yeah. got millions in the bank and just go, oh yeah, let's just make let's just give this. us all
0: the way for free, right? You yeah. know,
1: I can't do that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, you I'm know. just
0: I'm just thinking like uh, a relationship that may be beneficial to both of you, uh, in in carrying the you know cross. Carry, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the. I give don't know the answer. Shout,
1: give us a shout out next time you're over there. I, uh, yeah. Again, I haven't been. I, yeah. The the last several years have been. Uh, I'm either here or home. Yeah, yeah. No, um, no, you're a and, business owner. And, and it's, it's brutal sometimes. Yeah,
0: business and, owners. They're, they're full-time um, jobs.
1: I work on my day off. Yeah, like well. I, it's, that's, that's the nature of the, the beast. And
0: You know what? I, I work on my day off, too. I don't really have any days off. But um, <laughs> fortunately, whether people like it or not, I love doing this. So uh, I, I really will. I, uh, my kids asked me, said, uh, Dad, how serious are you about it? I said, you know what? Look. You're either going to find me in my corporate offices uh, with a, my team uh, when this all comes together. Or you're going to see me mumbling and stumbling along <laughs> the curb with a microphone wrapped Never. around my neck and a Grubthusiast <laughs> t-shirt on, headed to some place to eat or an event. That's, that's where I'm at. But hopefully it's, yes. hopefully it's the prior. Yeah. So uh, working hard at it. Well, not working hard enough. I've, I've been kind of under the weather. But, you know, um, coming back. Coming yeah. back. You know what? I think uh, getting older... And uh, trying to keep up with your kids. You yep. know something yep. about it. Yep. Uh, yep. I, I used to play tennis a uh, lot when I was young. And I've always been a bigger guy, but I, I played a lot of tennis. And uh, my son now is like a competitive tennis player. And he says, Dad, you want to go play? And I'm like, dude, why even? Why, yeah. even, why, even, ab- why even abuse <laughs> me and, and abuse yourself? I'm not going to yeah. give you any kind of leverage we, you know.
1: or, or one up on dad I, or something
0: i mean yeah. look at I, I hit the ardent shot every now and again yeah. where it's like he's like oh well good job yeah. man. but reality is mm, mm. no yeah so look anyways um i know you're short on time i, I look I mean, you're getting ready for your uh service tonight i do want to uh, ask you about a few things that may be coming up or going on here sure. that I, we could mention uh maybe some stuff that you know you have on the calendar sure um Tell me what's what's, so, what's tell 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 the grub enthusiasts yeah, of the yeah. world.
1: Yeah. So uh, a short one, but I don't know when this will go out. But uh, uh, tomorrow uh, is National Vinyl Record Day, and as you can see, we're big on on vinyl records. I've yeah. collected that since I was a kid. Nice. Um, and and that's kind of that's just been a music's always been an important part of what we do. So uh, we noticed there's no record store yeah. down anywhere around here. Yeah. And so we started doing that. It's not hard, um, and it doesn't go bad, and uh, it doesn't expire. So, but we're pretty picky about it. I'm not going to get stuff that, it's stuff mostly that I like. So. Any chance you have any stuff?
0: social distortion in there?
1: Uh, I did. I had Mommy's Little Monster in Okay, gone, so, so if yeah. you
0: get another copy yeah, of yeah. that, yeah. Uh, my uh, just my claim to fame. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my brother-in-law, uh, Chris Reese, was the drummer for Social Distortion.
2: Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And
0: he, okay. st- yeah, he uh, owns a place called, shout out to Chris Reese, uh, ex-Social Distortion drummer, now owner of the Pike Restaurant fourth avenue in long beach
1: oh wow yeah, okay that's cool yeah that's and he,
0: cool. and uh, i was just gonna say to you i mean uh he don't like me too much uh <laughs> but uh maybe if um maybe if you had a copy yeah i, I could maybe take it over there should, a, oh and yep, maybe yep. get some signatures yes for your correction yes so you you let me know let um me know.
1: i i don't have a copy at the moment we had mommy's little monster we had a, several titles from them but um yeah, it's it's eclectic. But tomorrow's National uh, Vinyl Record Day, twenty percent off everything. We're putting out a bunch of rarities and kind of fun stuff. And, and um, what
0: day is that? What what uh, date is it? The date is it's on twelfth
1: today. The, so August twelfth. Okay, August twelfth. Um, that's every year we we're going to do a sale on all of our vinyl. You, we get some used vinyl, but most of it's new uh, vintage stuff. I'm real picky about it, so. You're not going to see gobs of Gordon Lightfoot and Barbara Streisand. And no Kanye. Yeah, no Kanye. No. We're not going to. We don't have a dollar bin, uh, <laughs> big enough. So, so yeah, we, we just uh, kind of cut those. off. Oh man, come on, so give we, ye we a break. We try to keep it classy. Um, yeah, no, and, yeah, <laughs> keep it classy, said Diego. Okay. Um, okay, but yeah, that's that's how that goes. But every, but on Saturday, uh, August 13th, uh, we do a makers market, and that's every month we do the second Saturday of every month we we call it makers market, and uh, it's a pop up shop out front on our sidewalk okay. where um we have uh, local artists there'll be art there'll be jewelry there'll be vintage clothing there'll be plants there'll be all kinds of fun stuff that's actual local small business types um that are makers and it's got to be somebody that somebody's making um, okay it's from whether it's scratch or existing materials um chris's wife uh, avery i'll give her a shout out she has Avery Stone uh, artwork but she does jewelry she's a silversmith and she has been putting this together for a little over a year now and we'll have some live music at it sometimes too
0: how many um, how many uh, people do you have I mean how many uh, vendors are typically here
1: we'll have about 10 to 12 vendors out okay. so it's pretty full actually I mean, right here out of the, the sidewalk and yeah in front of our place okay and that, that is every uh, every second Saturday every month okay. um, and they are different people every time and different you know live musician. And that brings us a little bit of business, but more importantly, it, it gets them out, and it gets people out, and uh, and just to to kind of browse. And that's 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 the name of the game is bring people down here, yeah. Um, and and have a day, you know. What I mean, I know it's it's summertime and it's it's warm, but you know, have a day. You know, take the kids out, take the family out, and, and uh, hang out with us.
0: Any uh, I mean, maybe uh, drink specials or uh, maybe food specials on that day. If you mention the show, or maybe because uh, I'm mean, out uh, the boys, did the boys tell you about that? What they told oh, the show? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I caught wind of it How'd afterwards. You, how did you
1: feel about that? Uh, it's great now that the cat's out of the bag. Okay. So yeah, that's, okay, that's 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 great with me. Okay, well,
0: you tell you know if you want to say something, you could tell me. <laughs>
1: <Did I>, you mentioned <laughs> mention, <laughs> mention, mention grub Mention you heard you heard us today, or heard us at any point talking to. Uh, to these guys, and uh, and that's and that's that, and you'll get a you'll get hooked up with a drink special. I don't remember the percentage they said.
0: They said mm, we could uh, you, you can discuss it with them. Okay. Anyways, okay. but you do get a little break. Um, you know when you come in and mention group enthusiasts.
1: Absolutely, you get a break on your your whole order, no matter yeah. what. And we do uh, we do online orders. You can do order up for takeout. Uh, planinailhouse.com, and, and it'll bounce you to the Square site. You can order everything. You can sell. You can see everything in live inventory and buy everything that we have for sale. Uh, online, You can have it shipped to you. Uh, most of it's for free. We don't ship beer. We don't ship food. Uh, but we'll ship you sauces. We'll ship you all the other merch and stuff like that, too.
0: You know, one of uh, these days, uh, maybe, I'm, maybe one of these days in the next summer or something, we could do a Grubthusiast night or afternoon or something. Heck yeah. Uh, just set up my tent and uh, come over here and just tell everybody to be here. Drink beers. Maybe, uh, you know, what? Um, I just went to a bocce ball event. Not that you could have one here, but I'm saying something like that um, would be fun. You know, uh, drinking beers and doing—you uh, know what used to be fun. I went to the uh, uh, went to the Hofbra House.
1: Okay. okay? Yeah, yeah,
0: And they have those stacks of uh, of, of coasters, mm-hmm. and they used to compete. You know, you play against each other. You stack them up and see how many you can flip. Uh, you know, something like that would be awesome. Like a night that you know that you had that every month, or I don't know something. Uh, you can think about what it is. I'm just saying. You know,
1: it's I, funny I, you say that. We we had a conversation yesterday about a a, a very competitive nostalgic game, I won't say what yet, okay. uh, because we're not ready f- to reveal that yeah. secret, but um, it, it'll be fun, it'll be for, maybe not as old as, as you and I, but... Uh, me 27? Yeah, yeah, more like... For the uh, 23rd time? Yeah, the, the, the 80s, 90s mm. kids. Yeah. We'll know this, um, but I, I won't reveal it. But no, no it, it is a competitive don't, don't. game. It'll be fun. Uh, you know. And, and we're going to do stuff like that a little bit. We kind of have to test the waters, to be quite honest. Sure. Knowing what COVID did. We used to do trivia nights. We did keep the glass nights. We still do keep the glass yeah. probably every, once every other month. We, we have a bunch of glassware. Come get a beer. We'll throw in a glass. Take it home. Enjoy it. That kind of thing. We do have uh, in November. So, so a couple things coming up really quick. No, beer X is uh, 91X. Uh, beer X is a beer and music festival. We're, we're going to be pouring beer at their festival August 20th okay. down at Embarcadero. It's called Beer X. So nine stuff, days. Nine days. Um, on a Saturday or something on like a that? Saturday, uh, Saturday afternoon, like one to four.
0: Where, where is that? Where's that going? In on? Embarcadero okay. down in San
1: Diego. Okay. Um, that'll be a blast. We're doing uh, San Diego Brewers Guild Fest, which okay. will be happening November uh, 5th. That's also that. This year's going to be in Del Mar, so we're going to be pouring beer, slanging hot sauces, and okay. and, and lighting people up that way too. Um, that'll be a fun day, uh, November fifth, um, San Diego Brewers uh, Guild Fest. Okay. Um, one other last thing: uh, our ninth anniversary is going to be celebrated November twelfth. Okay. This year, um, all day we're going to be cooking up some fun specials. Okay. Have some specialty beers. Um, we're gonna we typically make a, a huge event out of it. We'll do photo booths and, and have some fun wow. games and okay. giveaways. We'll probably be giving away uh, San Diego Padres tickets again too, which we do that kind of randomly um, to let people know we love them and thank you for your support. We have people enter into raffles and we give away Padre tickets okay. uh, you know, that way too. So, uh we get you gotta you gotta constantly be creating content, yeah, yeah. creating fun, creating an environment yeah. where people wanna be here. That's kind of what we had to do. So it's it's been good though.
0: I have a question for you. Um what is your ability if or interest to uh maybe do uh an event like uh okay, so let me it's crazy enough. Um this guy I know from um his name is um Wozniak. What Wo- was Woz- was they call him the Was? He's from Carlsbad, and he has a uh, annual bocce ball contest at his at this park in Carlsbad. Just go. They I don't know if he books it or whatever, but they have a, a this park that's right by his house, and he sets up ten or whatever lanes, and then they uh, everybody brings a beer, a six pack, twelve pack, twenty four pack of whatever their beer is, and they set it on this table off in the distance, and the winner of of said tournament. Gets all that beer, oh wow! And uh, so there must have been. I mean, it was a it was a like a, a patio table just chock full of beers. And uh, I was thinking, you know what, would, would your ability to be able to just, I mean, from a licensing, from a permit, from a the ability to serve beer there possibly, is there any possibility of that? Is there any ability to do that? Yeah. Or is that too far outside no, the...
1: No, it's something that I've, I've kind of had, you know, daydreams about where, you know, you could do a block party and, and close off the street, something like that, and make it a family fun event, but at the same time, like... With with ABC, you've got to be specific about um, you know the what they call license premise. Yeah. So it has to be licensed. You know, you can let 21 and over in. Sure. For our place, it's a family restaurant. So anybody you know, minors can come. You don't have to have beer. It's it's not yeah. a, it's not a, we're not a dive bar network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I, I've I've often wondered how to make that work. Because we don't have that kind of space here yeah. unless we're you know, blocking off the street and, and, uh, and permits are involved and all that kind of stuff. So Well, yeah, you know, I would love that. Well, I,
0: I, so check this out. I was at this bocce ball thing. And I'm talking to a couple guys. A shout out to Fun Chad. Uh, Fun Chad, I don't, and I don't know if he's known by that name, but he tells me he wants me to come to his event in January. And it's like a volleyball slash thing where they, uh, you know, a bunch of younger people out there uh, having a volleyball contest. And he's like, yeah, it's a whole day thing. i got sponsors, this and that, blah, blah, blah. I was thinking, you guys, if, if you had the ability to go and serve your food and set up, maybe serve some beers, have your hot sauces and whatnot, put up your tent. And uh, and he was telling me, like, yeah, it, it's, it's normally a few hundred dollars, but I'm going to waive it for you because such so and such. I'm like, great, fantastic. I don't know that that would... If you showed up with your wares, mm-hmm. and, I mean, just to... to you see because I mean I can, I can go around I do it all the time I always tell you i oh, plan nine plan nine. you know, got over here they do this and that they were just on my show trying to promote the show promote you guys and speaking of which I want to tell you anything that you have coming up or anything that I can do whether my website or the social media or on the show a shout out uh, you know let me know um, I'm, I'm open to all of that because I want I want to help you which helps me we help each other uh, the, um, that, that's, that's what the show is about. Um, this shows are not about being. Oh well, this place. This. Oh, this. I went to the. This bathrooms were dirty in this place. Or, you know. <laughs> and, oh, I, I went and ordered those. Uh, those. Uh, those. Uh, what do they call them? Those. Um, Santa Fe egg rolls at the Chili's. And they were. They were. They weren't very good. You know. Um, yeah. I like. I like doing this. What we did today, uh, having a conversation about. You know what you do. Kind of what I do. And because I, I'm a. I'm a big fan of all of this. I'm a grub. Enthusiast, a grub enthusiast. Um, uh, I like to eat clearly and uh, and finding these places that are doing unique things that I can talk about and talk to fun people like yourself who have a passion for their business. And, uh, and I want to help that in any way possible. So uh, like I say, uh, back to what I was saying about Chad's thing, um, if, if there was an ability to go show up and be able to uh, uh, expose the world to your doings, uh, and 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 let them sample, taste, enjoy. Um, if if there's a possibility of that, maybe we could talk about that. Maybe talk. Maybe talk to Chad and see if he's open to that.
1: Absolutely. You know, that's that's one thing when we go to beer festivals, which we've done a lot this year. We've done. You know, we just did North Park and. Uh, We've done the San Diego you know, Beer Festival a couple times at uh, Liberty Station. We've mainly done beer festivals local in San Diego. We're not going to yeah. – we get hit up by everybody under the sun, Portland, Oregon, and Monterey, and San Francisco. We don't have time for those. To be, we don't have the staff for it. We don't have enough beer to, to throw around like that. A lot of them are donated. These days, more or less, people are starting to buy beer knowing that it supports a, a small business. But we have some of that you know, freedom to do that. What we one thing I consistently hear is never heard of you guys. You guys new? Yeah. Uh, well, almost ten years. No, we're not new. Uh, so, so we get what? we get that a lot, and then maybe it's just getting known, and that's that's kind of quite frankly why we go to those festivals.
0: And same thing for me, because see the thing is like I put up my tent, and people were like grub, grub, what? And like we could see them like what's yeah. the grub like that? But you know I love to talk about food, and I asked them all the same question we talked about today. Uh, but you know I was even thinking uh, you know the guy Dennis, he runs the uh, the car. Uh, uh, Steve. Cruising Grand. Steve. Is, it, is it Dennis? I thought it was Dennis. Or, okay. Anyways, maybe a couple guys. Uh, sure. The, the guy that I, <laughs> I go to Cars and Coffee on Sundays out at uh, Kit Carson. Oh, okay. And I think his name is Dennis. The okay. Guy I oh, okay. To. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, I think he's associated to the, the guys that do Cruising Grand.
1: Yeah.
0: But see, I go, to, I go over here and uh, I see people coming and going. I, I get there about 8 o'clock when it starts. But I see people come and go until about 11. But I'm like, there's nothing really there. To do other than, you know, I mean, I see people hanging out in groups, but they're not really eating, they're not drinking, they're not being, a, they're not really uh, interacting a lot. They're not hanging out. Like you don't see a group, this group talk to that group, and that group talk to that group. It's like there's a group over there, and there's a couple of guys over here, but then, and then the thing is, I think people leave because there's really nothing to do. Mm-hmm. Like you can't get a coffee. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is a there is one lady that does uh, kind of a multitude of things. She does uh, bagels and coffee and whatever. I think she's called a Bagel Lady shout out to the bagel lady uh anyways um i was thinking what better social lubricant could you have than having a couple beers and i mean i think that would drive people to stay you know you'd be there more people would come because it's, now it's a destination i don't have to go to get my coffee at starbucks and then show up i can buy a nice coffee there i can have a nice beer closer to the end of the thing uh i can you know you could set up a tent i don't know uh, there's just ideas i'm having because. Um, i i want to go and enjoy i don't want to just go and like show up for five minutes show up my car and leave yep. i want to hang out yep you know and then uh, with a beer you're going to have a better conversation you yep. you're gonna, you know, you're gonna longer yep. you're gonna have they're gonna they're, they're the social lubricant hits and then now you're meeting people that otherwise wouldn't talk to you yep and that that so i, I always look for these and i and look as far as plan nine not being known <clears throat> i want to help
1: yeah i appreciate that and that's that's one of the things where we where, where we had closed for it seemed like a really long time, and it was... We're known here in our local neighborhood, but not known North County or, or even South, because a lot of those people, say, in other places, they don't normally come to... Tr- like you said earlier, uh, I got to have a reason to go to Escondido. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, like I got to be on... You know, it's got to yeah. be on the map for something.
0: Well, right? and that's the funny part, too. I'll talk to somebody who I know from Poway, and I'll say... They'll say, well, where do I see comedy? Have you been to Grand Comedy? And that's... Uh, what? You know, so...
1: They're probably having the same problem. Exactly. The same conversation. Exactly. Nobody knows about us. There's the only one I know of that's actually doing stand-up. Exactly. Comedy club.
0: Where's the next one? Right. Well, where, I mean, is it is it oceanside? Is it where I mean, where is? It? I don't even know.
1: I don't. Yeah, there is maybe the only one I know is de- like Gaslamp downtown. But yeah, and that
0: and that's a literally a forty-five minutes an hour away from here. So um, I I want to help Grand Comedy. I want to help you guys. I want to help anybody who wants help to expose in any way I can help. So um, you know, absolutely, by all means,
1: absolutely. And 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 likewise, I mean, I think people. I don't know the the reach. I mean, I'm a. It's like social media is, is frustrating, but it's also it's a blessing and a curse at the same time.
0: It's also a, there's you
1: live a live in it, and so word of mouth is even better. Yeah. Or when somebody hears yeah. you know a podcast or or a, a you know this kind of thing is, is so much more interesting to me. Well, you so, hear the backstory.
0: Social media, unfortunately, too, has a rhyme and a rhythm. Yeah. And if you don't stay in the algorithm, quote unquote, uh, then they're like, if you don't post every day, if you're not posting the right videos, yeah. if you're not posting with the right content, yeah. and.
1: You got to no. pay to play. You got to sponsor ads and all this kind of stuff. Too. Come on, and I, get, and I get that to a certain degree, but it's 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 its own business. Before it was free advertising; those days are long gone. It, as a as a, as a as a, uh, an avenue for advertising.
0: Yeah, as well as far, and it on really top is. of that too, they're uh, they're kind of being the arbiters of what they think is right and wrong and where they think that your reach will be. I don't. I, where what happened to free speech? What happened to right. the ability to be able to be uh, uh, graded on merit? You know, if you're doing well, that's it. This shouldn't be about right. you telling me. Well, we think you're going to should go over here, or we think you should advertise this way, or you have to pay us. You know, thirty dollars a day to get. Okay,
1: it's changed. It's, just, it's changed. I, I don't understand it, and it's frustrating to to kind of go through. But that's that's the world we live in. So we let people know certain times, certain places. We've I've played with it so many times, like. I'll give you an example. Last, uh, when I was gone, on, actually on vacation, there was a post that went up about one of our hot sauces called Secret of the Ooze. Okay, yeah. And it's a Ninja Turtles-looking label, and it's mm-hmm. it's it's you know it's a poblano habanero yeah. sauce. So it's, it goes really well in, like, Mexican food. It's a green sauce.
0: Eggs, probably, too.
1: And it's amazing on, on yeah. breakfast food. And it blew up. That post blew up and reached, I don't know, 25,000, 30,000 people. Right. We, we got a ton of orders. We sold out two batches of it all online. Right. What I didn't know, and this is not me being smart it was comic-con was in town okay and we and didn't know that. ninja turtles ninja turtles so i love ninja turtles just like anybody else but there's a different crowd that loves that you know nostalgic cartoon yeah. throwback and, and and they're it's fun so it blew up and we got tons and literally tons of orders online for that one sauce so much so that we kept selling out of it we kept selling out they all went to out of state nobody in the state right. bought those. right right and uh, so we had people buying a dozen hot sauces of this, that, and the other. And they're all. there's some guys that are reviewing them. There's some guys that are just wanted to try it. This looked cool. This looked, I, don't, I can't figure out what happened during that point uh, you know, with social media. So I don't get it. I don't understand it
0: anymore. I think it jumped the shark, unfortunately. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Uh, there'll be times when I'm posting a lot, like consecutive days and a lot of content videos, and I'm producing the videos. I'll get, you know, for me, let's say uh, one video will get um, 500 likes, and it'll get, let's say, 4,000 views. And that's pretty good for me. Um, but the problem is if I stop doing that, it's, it goes to nothing. Okay. And then one day, uh, before I had, I had a nose surgery a few months ago, I mentioned it before, um, I was down for a while. But when uh, right before I stopped, I was talking to a friend. He said, How, What's your downloads like a week? And I said, Oh, we're getting about 500. Well, right before I did my, sur- my surgery, it went to like 5,000 mm. a week. And, uh, but I mean, the, the weird part about podcasting is that people will download shows based upon, they don't, they don't care the date. I have people from Switzerland or Germany, Stockholm. Uh, They're they're downloading the show. I don't understand it. I love it. It's great. Um, I get a lot of uh, uh, Iowa, Midwest, East Coast uh, for a while there. I don't know what's going on, but in like uh, uh, Bellingham, Washington, uh, we were the rage. (laughs) Don't know what happened, but it was awesome. (laughs) But I mean, it, our numbers jump; they, they fluctuate, and it has a lot to do with social media, the amount of posting you're doing. It's a complicated algorithm that I have not mastered, um, and I get services a lot to tell time. Well, you know, we notice that your your posts are great, and we're not getting, you're not seeing what you, we're not seeing the, the likes or views that you should have. We'll pay us, and we'll sure. all right.
1: Yeah, and that and that's the frustration of it. I mean, we we're a business that it, it thrives on that, so you got to tell people what's going on, what's new. It's it's really a, a, a thing of. Out of sight, out of mind. If you're not in front of people, yeah. they don't know what you're doing. They don't know what you have. Nope. They forget. They don't. You know about the fancy pants burger. You got to tell them about it. Yeah. And a lot of times, you'll have a, another audience. In a matter of months, you might have a whole other group of people that are coming online because of they were interested in that one thing, or they somebody in Sweden could have heard that one talk they did about you know you did about hot cocoa. I don't know, but I'm just saying yeah. they got online about it because it piqued their interest
0: well that happened too when I did the last show I did that I did a bunch of postings on the hot sauce and it it did well it did really well Um, so anyways I'm trying to figure this out very cool I'm trying to figure this out Um, obviously I'm trying to you know grow my grow my my podcast the reality is I don't think it's ultimately going to be just a podcast Mm -hmm. in fact I'm I'm Ever moving towards uh, more video, and I, the last thing I want to do is copy Diners, Drive-ins, and Dives, or be next. Try and be the next Bourdain, which there is no bo- other yeah, Bourdain. Yeah, but I, I do want to do some variants of that. I want to create something new. I, I see this going on in many different ways. But I, I love what I do. Uh, thank you for having me today uh, again, because uh, you know you get tired of seeing his face. Yeah. But um, yeah, you know, it's I. I wanna, I would love to do whatever I could to get to get people in here to know. What it is you do, what you guys are doing, is is unique. It's not it's not like uh, this is being done in every corner. A lot of places are. I mean, restaurants are business, like you said, and a lot of people are just putting food out and they're making money, and that's good. Uh, but at some point, it's just what is it? It's just you know. I mean, I, I was I talked to the wife recently about it, and we were talking about you know. She's like, well, why don't you go out and go go to some. <coughs> It's hard, man. It's hard. I mean, because you know, uh, you talk about some place that is tried and true, and people love. Like, let's say, it's someone like Philippines, you know, and, and people they have their their followers, right? And uh, you know, either a fan or you're not. But what happens if you're not? What if What happens if you don't like eight feet of cheese every yeah, time? Yeah. You know, what if you want yeah, just a New York style or you want a Chicago? You know, uh, you, what do you do?
1: I and that's that's that you, you talk. Food's never going away because it's as long. We need to eat. That's that's what it is. So in, in short. You know, we're talking about people's preferences. Yeah. And you can share here's what I like and here's why I like it and here's what they do that's super unique and different. I'll I'll give you an example. Uh, We just went to uh, Mona Lisa's down in Little Italy. Okay. Uh, Shout out to them. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been there. Nope. Uh, you gotta go, it's a, it started as an Italian deli years ago and then they added a restaurant to it later. They're scratch and it's, it's
0: visual from the street though. Yeah, okay. absolutely,
1: yeah. Okay. You'll see it on the corner. It's the one that's kinda of okay, looks yeah, yeah, old. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not as kinda of cool and yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the other stuff. Yeah. Uh, but right when you get off the five there, and and it is mind blowing the pizza because it is scratch. And they are they're old school where they, they all the toppings are on top of the sauce, then the cheese covers it. Okay. Right? So and you don't everybody see goes, the toppings Yeah, you don't see it. Okay. And you just see it covered with cheese. You get right. the works and it's all under there under the blanket of cheese and and it's unreal how good their crust even is and i'm like why doesn't everybody know about this place right. people go i i might have heard of it i don't know i've never been there though but it is mind blowing because they don't have a social media reach it's all right. word of mouth right. it's it's grandma grandpa style started mom and pop they don't they're on in every corner and they're just mind-blowingly good and to me it's like why don't why doesn't everybody else know
0: let me ask you a question what do you think of bronx pizza down, down off Washington, off one sixty three. What are your thoughts uh, I've on? Had
1: that? it once. It wasn't to me something that I would probably go again. Okay. It was good, but okay. again, pizza can get. There's different levels of pizza to me. There's really bad. Okay. It's like you know, just it, it's frozen. I want to say names, but yeah. yeah. Uh, there's there's a lot of middle of the road. Most of most pizza joints live kind of in the middle. Yeah. And then there's the top end stuff, and I don't mean top end as far as like
0: price or whatever.
1: Price. I mean, I mean quality. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the the passion, the 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 design, the, the stuff that went into it. The, I would categorize Mona Lisas. That's my preference. Okay. I would say Mona Lisas on that top end. I have to go try it. Now. I would put Bronx kind of in the middle of the road to me. Okay. That's just my preference. Okay. Again. All right. Look, I have an idea. I have uh, and then a, you got low end stuff. I don't touch.
0: Here's my challenge. And you, you ever get Temecula? I do. You ever, yeah. You ever tried a goat and vine?
1: I have. I haven't had the pizza there.
0: Okay. Um, try their pizza. Okay. Now, is it New York style? No. Is it uh, Chicago style? Is it Detroit style? <laughs> no. Is it... Um, but their dough is completely unique unto itself. It is... Um, I think it's, it's outstanding. Um, give them a try. So I'll try Mona Lisa by the time yeah. I see you next time. I I'll love try pizza. M- so I'll give my, you all give all them a try, guy. I'll
1: give Golden Vine a try. You have to. Yeah.
0: Uh, I, it's, I swear by it. As a matter of fact, as one of the places, if you're, you go to L.A. at all, I do. Sometimes, there's a, yeah. there's a place called Apollonia's Pizza that I swear by it. it is, it's like no other pizza I've ever had. And uh, I'm going to show you a picture of it just because it's that out of control. Um, okay, so what they do, they make this, this um, I won't say, it's not thick Chicago style. It's, it's airy. There's big crumb in there, like a, like a bread, but not bread it seems to me and this is um, this is a guess it seems to me that they before they lay the dough into this square pan or rectangular pan and it's thick the it's airy pockety dough it seems to me because they they lay it, the cheese down into the pan and they let the cheese kind of climb up the walls so when they lay the the, the pans like tall so when with the finished product has like these crispy cheese spires all around the outside of the crust. So it looks like it, uh, looks like a, like a pizza that's going through a time warp. It's kind of all these little I'm going to show you a picture. Anyways, that they, sounds fun. They have a unique cool. texture in the dough. They also have a very delicious sauce. They have that pepperoni that curls up like a little cup. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's full of oil inside. Yeah, yeah, a little bowl. Yeah. Then they do, they do the pepperoni pizza with a, uh, a dollop of burrata.
1: Okay. That's, the, that's okay. your love Wait. language already, and, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, and then they, yeah. they drizzle it with honey. Oh, I got no words for it. I got no I got no words for it. I I you know it's 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 what? Yeah, I'll share a picture. Heard, yeah. I'll show you a picture. But uh it is it's out of control. So, uh anyways, so pizza um, I, I, is there another place in San Diego besides, you said, Mama Mia? Mona Lisa. Mona Lisa. Mona Lisa's. Mona, I'm gonna, Mona okay, I'm Lisa's. Gonna, I, I know
1: that this? there are other places, but there, that, to me, is on the, the higher the, end of the, the, the top jam. end of pizza. Yeah, in my opinion. I mean, everybody's got strong opinions. Go, hey, where's the best pizza place to go? Yeah. You know, it's this. That, everybody has their spot. Yeah, You know, like here in Escondido, um, my the pizza place I like is Killer Pizza from Mars. Okay. Uh, it's it's a corny name like us. Yeah. But and it's branded, but they make good pizza. They you just got to make in, in, the, in the end of the game. Oh man, that is crazy looking. That doesn't even look like pizza. That's great. And and, and show and me a picture of a yeah a of the, uh, show the you know.
0: Apollonius pizza. Okay, here. So this is the cheese that I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that that looks like this kind of like a, like a horror movie. It, it, it uh, is. You know. It
0: is. And. Uh, but it, it's crispy and like a little, you know, that caramelized. The, yeah, the yeah, cheese yeah. is caramelized. Or it's not
1: burnt, but it's, it's caramelized it's, cru- it's, it's chewy. It's crispy. It's, it's got a little crunch to it. Look at, look at this picture. And right it brings here. out the salt. That's yeah, fun. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay, and so I, you, you sold me. Yeah.
0: And let, let me also show you a fit. Oh, here we go. That's
1: the job. Wow. It's okay, so that's what it does. It, it's
0: it, it, it spikes up on the edge of the pan. And, it, and it's crispy and chewy and uh, tangy. And then you get that you get that uh, you get that tangy tomato sauce, and you get the, those little cups of, of oily love, right? And then you get a splash of that fresh cheese with that sweet honey.
1: Oh, <laughs> Wilshire, Okay, so yeah, that's that's Wilshire Boulevard yeah. or La Brea area. That's, yeah. that's so that looks like those look like stalagmites mites the, uh, like or, an A. or stalactites <laughs> I don't know which one the one, one that goes different. up yeah okay. the, one okay. that, the okay. ones
0: okay. that going up yeah yeah okay. <laughs> sure sure yeah yeah yeah,
1: <laughs> oh, geez, yeah. Right? yeah.
0: but um, it adds so much texture and amazing flavor to it I <laughs> so anyways um, gotta but, check them out you, well yeah it would be worth the drive and if you're in the area definitely stop so, um, but anyways, uh, pizza talk. I can do this all I day. Know, we could talk pizza. I could I do pizza could, all day. Yeah, yeah. So, look uh, again. Um, anything else you want to say before we go? I mean, we uh, we've, we've kind of covered yeah, some stuff.
1: We've 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 been a lot of places. So, okay. okay. Uh, I want to say thank you for for coming back in, Absolutely. having a chat with me, um, and as well the guys in the past. Like that was that was great listening to them. I was out of town at the time, and uh, but yeah, anything that we can do to to further the. The, the kingdom of, of Grub Thule. Awesome. Right? So, and, you know, I,
0: likewise, likewise. Um, I have mentioned it before. I'll say it again. Look, I'm open to helping anybody uh, because look, I, you know, I kind of did learn this from Joe Rogan. Um, he was, he comes from comedy. And he said there was a famine mentality in the 90s where the, the, there was a finite amount of TV shows or things that could be done. And, and it's changed quite a bit because of social media. But back then, apparently, it was like everybody was jealous of each other. Oh, Why did that guy get this show? Why? So now he's like he's very open to having everybody be exposed for what they do. And I've, I've found that it's been fun doing it. Um, did I, would I have a thought about like this is the way to go? I don't know. But um, it certainly has been fun having co- open, open conversations with people about what they do because um, I, I love to talk ab- about food and I love to talk about talk to people who are passionate about what they do which also happens to be food so um, it was great talking to you again thank you for being, having me on the show ha- having me in your place um, and uh, I'd love to do it again
1: absolutely it's so, our pleasure yeah absolutely so uh,
0: just before we go though uh, just let everybody know um, your address again what, what you know plan night what you're about just you know, kind of Wrap it all up in a sentence of you.
1: Absolutely. So Plan 9 Ale House. Uh, we're located at 155 East Grand Avenue, Escondido. We're in downtown uh, Escondido. Uh, Plan9AleHouse.com on the interwebs. Uh, you can order from us online. Uh, we're about beer, community, fun, family, etc., etc. Uh, we do beer. We brew our own beer. We make our own food. We sell hot sauces that we make in house. We have a small record store. Um, the technical term for it is Saucery. Uh, and the guy that makes the sauce is a saucerer. Okay. So Chris is actually a saucerer. Or, so. or in
0: the French, uh, the uh, brigade would be a saucier. Yeah, saucier. Ooh, so yes. What is the cross street here?
1: Uh, we're on the corner of uh, Grand and Calmia. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. So another beautiful place across not far would be the, uh, what is it called? Esco Gelato. Esco
1: Gelato. Ooh, ooh, if you ooh. haven't gone there, you need to, you go, need to go. Yeah. You need that'll go blow there. your mind. The best gelato. They do the real deal. Uh, shout out to them. It, it's, yeah. I can't get enough them.
0: I can't yeah. get enough of that. Uh, the That's a apric- unique spot. Apricot uh, goat cheese. <gasps> ooh. I love
1: the sorbets, the mango sorbet, okay. the raspberry sorbet. I'm a sucker for those. I don't know if I tried that. Yeah. I'm it now.
0: So, uh, Aaron, thanks again, man. Really, a, really a pleasure. Um, I'm sitting out right here in your. Uh, I don't know what they, what they call it. Right inside the door, uh, you turn to your right. There is a uh, uh, windowed a garage, uh, garage door, door that let, lets you see all the outside. And there's plenty of things to see uh, that walk past this store. Beautiful view, uh, beautiful day. You know, uh, stop in, get your uh, outside. How many tables do you have out there? What, maybe ten patio tables? Oh, yes, yeah, something like that. They need, they need to people to sit there so come to uh plan nine escondido uh, just at uh grand in kalmia and uh, come in tell them gratucia sent you and come in and and try all of their wares there's many many things to see and you know what pick up some vinyl you know be be a little bit nostalgic if you know what i don't care if you don't have a turntable go get one (laughs) all right aaron thanks again thanks again take care thank you bye-bye